That's your problem. You don't want to be in love. You want to be in love in a movie. And welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast. We're climbing the rungs of cinematic connections. Each week we're connecting to a movie that connects to the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks, and for the 207th time, I'm joined by... Brendan in D.C. <laughs> are you uh, awake in D.C.? Or are you I am awake in D.C., yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to stay awake this time of year, but I am wide awake. Oh, nice. And... Uh, Maybe awake with us for the not the twelfth time this year. Like we had planned to try to do once a yeah. month with this the guest, Same. but yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what did we get to? Like four, five? I don't uh, know. Maybe five. Yeah. yeah. Megan the Librarian is a really great co- uh, na- uh, calling in name for a radio show. I guess that's what that's you true. use when you call into podcasts. Yeah. So, you know. There you go. It's true. Megan the and Librarian is back. Yay. So I recently, hello everybody. I recently was in New York and I went to the Museum of the Moving Image and mm-hmm. uh, they had this interactive station where you could make your own stop motion animation. And I was there with our our fellow RHAP fan and friend, Dan Sininski. And so nice. when I did my, my animation, I put my name as Megan the Librarian. And so when it generated the file for me, it like it has like a title card that has my name on it. And I've been showing it to people at work and they're all like, Megan the librarian. And they like <laughs> die laughing. They think it's hilarious. Oh, it's like your alter ego. That nobody in your yep. IRL exactly. like you. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, 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 it's like your, you know, it's like your screen name. It's um, yeah, exactly. I guess it is your, it is technically your screen name on, um, on the Twitter. Yeah. In your, but, in your ancient computer that you're looking up names and things in with your yes. ni- 1993 <laughs> internet. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Megan, welcome back. And uh, last week we talked about Jingle All the Way, and this week due to a yeah. Rita Wilson and Christmas and radio connection, yep. we are going to be talking about Sleepless in Seattle, the first in the unofficial Tom Hanks, or actually no, it's not the first, second in the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan trilogy Correct. of rom-coms. Yep. Um, I always forget, Joe vs. Volcano, which is I love so much, this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was before this. And then, of course, the third in the trilogy was You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Equally as dated as Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation to have. Should we pick it next week? Which is yeah. more dated, this or right. you got yeah. now? Um, uh, that of the episode, speaking of next week, we will decide in our next movie, our last movie of the year, movie number 52, oh. based on suggestions sent in by you listeners and ones we brought as your hosts. We will be spoiling Sleepless in Seattle. If you haven't watched it, there's a timestamp. If you want to skip ahead here, we're going to be watching for movie number 52. Uh, but if you want to watch the movie, you should pause this podcast, go watch it, come back and listen to our insightful discussion. Um, it is not streaming for free anywhere, though. I got it from the library on DVD, not even Blu-ray. Regular yeah, DVD. when I looked it up on Amazon, it was available with a seven-day AMC Plus free trial. But since I had already used an AMC Plus free trial for something Ooh. else we did earlier this year, I was not able to use that uh, that prompt on Amazon. So I did end up paying the full rental price, which, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, $3.59, it looks like, yeah. American. What Megan, how did you watch it in Canada? Well, it's actually uh, for free on CTV's website. So <gasps> it did it did have ads, but uh, uh, you know this is this is a movie I think. Be I think this is an okay ads. movie for ads. Oh yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, not there wasn't not really any tense. like suspense. That... No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she gonna get hit by that semi? This movie took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah. uh, sleeping with the fishes in Seattle. Oh my! Um, no. That was what she would have been doing. Well, we did uh, go to the fish market. So. Yes, 
Uh, I was actually drinking out of my coffee mug that I got from the back alley behind the fish market earlier oh, today. Yeah. Didn't even think about it. I happened to be drinking from my Seattle mug. Nice. I have a Seattle mug, too. Mine is from the uh, Sci-Fi Museum, though. It has an alien on it. I'm trying to think, do I have a Seattle mug? No, I don't think I do. I think oh, I have a Seattle one. t-shirt, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, we'll talk all about it. But first, Megan, what's the best thing you watched since the last time you were on the podcast, which was uh, a while Hugo? ago? Um, I believe it was Hugo, yeah. We don't talk about Hugo, so. Uh, <laughs> we, but we did talk about Hugo. We did. We talked. We did talk about Hugo. I feel, like, I feel like there was a time after Hugo, but maybe I'm. Maybe I'm I don't know. I Hugo. looked at it to check today. And no, I think there was a time we were going to try to coordinate with you and they're like, just couldn't make it work between mm-hmm. Hugo and now. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you were doing a lot of traveling over the last couple I, of months. Yeah. So. I was busy. Mm-hmm. Well, good that you're good that you're back. I'm back. I have no more travel planned until like May, which is I'm going to drive to Montreal. So nice. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, what's the best thing you watched this last time you, you were on for Hugo? Well, I think I, I looked at my diary on Letterboxd and I think I have to go with that May, December, the Todd Haynes movie, which I watched again this week. Um, because I have Netflix right now and I wanted to watch it a second time. And I thought it was even better on the second viewing. Mm-hmm. I, just, I really enjoy Todd Haynes in general. And I feel like the sort of, um, there's like layers going on in that movie that it's it's like very, I don't know, it's unusual, right? Because the tone mm-hmm. kind of shifts mm-hmm. a lot and you're not really like, and I, I found like the Natalie Portman character on a second viewing, she's like such a psychopath or something uh-huh. like she's really not likable yeah. and i think i wasn't as clued into that on the first watch yeah well that's it and the second time i was like oh my gosh this woman is really because at first she seems nice mm-hmm. but it's a very um yeah and they got what's his name charles melton who charles plays melton, the, yeah. he's really really good he's really good yeah, yeah. i want to rewatch it to pay more attention to his performance because i know his is the one that's really getting a lot of the praise coming out of people rewatching the movie. So I'd yeah. like to watch it a second time to sort of pay more attention to him because I know I was definitely more keyed into Natalie Portman and Julianne more the first time I saw it. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's some scenes in there with his character specifically that are like so sad when you stop yeah. down to like realize why they occur the way they do with his character and his reactions to things. It's like really, really sad. You it's know, really it yeah. is i mean they're all great all three of them i think yeah. are, are really excellent in the movie um if like you'd have to think natalie portman at least will get an oscar nomination mm-hmm. i mean she's a previous winner she's you know well liked i think um and she's great i mean i thought yeah. like her character Julia is so one, right for yeah. still she still did alice. for still alice yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i mean obviously you know she was great too but yeah. her character's she's like great. so weird oh yeah 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 <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I really, I really like what he did with that movie. And the, I mentioned I was at the Museum of the Moving Image, and while it, they actually had a Todd Haynes retrospective going on, which is why I went. Um, and so they had like some of his storyboards and scrapbooks of ideas for his previous movies. So that was mm-hmm. really cool. And I made Dan go see Velvet Goldmine with me, <laughs> nice. which is you know one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And what Velvet I learned about Goldmine, is- which I might be watching for uh, Criterion. It's not in the Criterion Collection. Oh, wait. No, once. just kidding. Velvet Underground was the one. I was oh, thinking. Velvet Underground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which is also Todd Haynes. But mm-hmm. um, yes. 
And Dan is not as much of a movie person as we are, but he was game to go see Velvet Goldmine, which if people have seen it, it is quite odd, Velvet Goldmine. Like it's a surreal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, when we left, he was like, I don't think I got everything, but I enjoyed it. So there that, you that go. That's good. that's the least you could ask for somebody. You know, uh, I think that was my exact review of Velvet Gold, which yeah. I did watch. I watched that for uh, the Library Ladder Challenge, which may be uh, relevant shortly mm-hmm. to be talking about. But yes, I watched it for a Sandy Powell, and I think yes. I also said it was good. I don't think I quite got it because I don't know the enough about the artists. Yeah, uh, I remember just being blown away by how much Ewan McGregor looks like Kurt Cobain in a couple yeah, of the weird, scenes of those movies. It's like uncannily like unnerving a little bit yeah i thought you were gonna yeah. say you were blown away by like how much nudity there was with you no no, no no not at all no <laughs> not at all <laughs> uh all i right. was kind of prepared for that for some yeah reason. yeah it's uh, a great movie. the end sorry i don't mean to cut you off but <laughs> Brennan, what's the best thing you watch this week uh, i think i know what it is i want to talk about a christmas movie that uh, I watched on, uh, I rented it on premium rental on Amazon, which I don't do a Money lot. Money bags, but, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, I had a lot of uh, Prime credits saved up from Christmas shopping and such. And I used those Prime credits, uh, digital credits, to watch the holdovers on Friday night. Um, what a freaking delight. This is my number one movie of the year. Uh, I think that Paul Giamatti is really fantastic. Uh, wonderfully directed by Alexander Payne, uh, director of Election. Um, really just like a really interesting both coming of age movie for the teenage character that's at the center of it, but also sort of a like nice spin on the gruff teacher at a prep school who like learns a lesson along the way about how to connect with his students and not in a like overly sappy dead poet society way where he's like standing on top of a desk and being this heroic person at the end. It's much more like, I don't, I don't know what the quite, quite the right word is, but like a more, even though it's set in the 1970s, it feels like a better version of those movie, those type of movies for this time. Like, it reminded me actually a lot of um, the Al Pacino movie, Son of a Woman, where Chris mm-hmm. O'Donnell uh, is the caretaker of Al Pacino's character over a Thanksgiving holiday. And this was like a like a hundred times better version of that same conceit as well. Um, yeah, really loved it. If you're looking for something to rent or go out and see with the family over the holidays, um you you I really don't think you could go wrong with firing up the holdovers for the family over the holidays this holiday. Now I so, know Megan is not a big fan of Alexander Payne. What you said it does sound like it's about a schlubby middle-aged American guy who goes on a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. So yeah. every like every other Alexander Payne. Yeah, basically, yeah. And I mean it's uh it does share a lot of tonal similarities with election um but not as many of the quote-unquote problematic elements of that movie that you only really discover about that movie once you start to like think about what happened to the characters in that movie um it's a he's a paul giamatti's character is a much better version of the matthew broderick character i promise (laughs) i mean to me i like forget that alexander payne did election like when i think of alexander payne i think of descendants i think of Uh, sideways um nebraska did he do about schmidt as well i believe yeah yeah 
like those I feel like Alexander Payne. I love Election quite a bit, and it does not feel like it's one of his movies. Um, also, I forget he did Downsizing, which was horrible. Oh, yeah, I never uh, saw Downsizing, but I really I was loved, really excited uh, for the, the concept yeah. of Downsizing. Mm. I saw the the preview for it, and it was not good. Um, but yeah, Holdovers definitely reminds me of some of those, like especially like that tone of Nebraska, where it's like yeah, happy but sure. somber at the same time. Yeah. There's like a melancholy. I think that's yeah, the right word. Yeah, there's like a melancholy. Yeah. Well, well, Brandon watching it inspired me to watch it as well, and it it was also the best thing I watched. I had already seen it. Um, I just okay. let's go, and I rewatched it, and it's just I play, paid a lot more attention to the Dominic Sessa performance on this yeah. watch, and he's, he's really good. like. I don't know this movie. Like I, I could watch this every Christmas. I think it's just really. I think so. I feel about this movie the way I feel like Brendan feels about um, Days and Confused. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And it's just, it's just like a, I, I don't know. It's a very enjoyable experience. I think Megan, you might not like it, uh, but I think <laughs> like you should give it a shot and see if maybe this is like the Alexander Payne that breaks the mold for you. I, I will not pay for it. Fair no, I, it, should be, it should be on one of the streamers. It should yeah, be. I'm sure it'll go on to one of the streamers in the next couple of months. Um, also, like, I want to shout out the Divine Joy Randolph performance. Uh, she's also really, really fantastic in a role that, as Mary Lamb, um, the school's... Mary has a uh, yeah, Mary has a little lamb. She is the head of the school's uh, cafeteria. And the way that she's at first presented in this film, it could come across as like the quote unquote mystical black figure of a film who's there to like teach whose only purpose in the film is to teach the white characters how to act like human beings. Mm -hmm. But this movie goes so much deeper into her character and making her a real person that has her own motivations and feelings and storyline that is just as impactful as, uh, the, the journey that Dominic Sessa and Paul Giamatti go on. And so I really appreciate uh, that as well. Yeah, in my first watch, I felt like her character was underutilized. Like, she does have her own, like, journey that she goes mm-hmm. on. But I just felt like, like, it really feels like it's kind of the, the two leads. And then she's a side character in this story, um, along with, um, I don't have the actor's name in front of me, but he plays the, or the character, he plays the, um, like, the custodian. Oh, yeah, he even has less to do. Yeah, yeah. well, and I think, like, and I'm just not sure if this movie is trying to give some sort of commentary because the only black characters in this movie are all in, like, service roles. We have Mm -hmm. the, we have the, uh, the custodian character, we have a chef character, you know, the, 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 the head chef of the cafeteria, and then I think there's, like, a nurse or an orderly that's also, those are three black people, the only three black people in this whole movie, and, I just didn't know if that like that casting was intentional. I feel like it, it was, but I it almost I can't feels say. like it is because it is literally set up to look and feel like a a movie that was made well, in 1976. And it's about like a and privilege it, prep yeah. uh, academy as well for like sure. Yeah, in New England. Yeah, yeah. Private school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Holdovers is the best thing I watched as well. But I will just shout out something else just for okay. variety purposes. Um, and I'll just you know, Muppet Christmas Carol, another one that you could just watch every Christmas. Hey, I didn't grow up with Muppet Christmas Carol, but I think it's just such a fun twist. It's delightful. That, um, you know, twist of of Christmas Carol. Megan, you made a face. Are you not a fan? No, I, I don't know. I like Muppets. I was okay. the, at, when I was at the Museum of the Moving Image, they also had a Jim <laughs> Henson exhibition. So I saw nice. some Muppets. Yeah, I got nice. uh, it's pretty. I always like to see those. I've seen they're actually in Seattle. Um, 
at the uh, sci-fi museum they had a Jim Henson exhibition when I went and that it's very cool to see them mm-hmm. um, so it's you know there's so much nostalgia tied up with the Muppets for, for sure. many of I was, us I was more <laughs> yeah, of a Muppet Babies kid yeah. than, oh, yeah. than the uh, full-size Muppets when I was growing up but yeah. um yeah, I like. I like the. I really like the music in Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, too. I think my. I think my hot take on the Muppets versus Mickey's Christmas Carol, the debate is that Mickey's Christmas Carol is actually better, where it's Mickey and oh. Uncle Scrooge and Huey yeah, Lewis and Louie. And I think. I think. I think. Um, Mickey's Christmas Carol is a better version of the cartoon Christmas Carol than Muppet's Christmas Carol. But okay. you know, come back. I feel me. like. Yeah, I think I'm more more familiar with the mickey one when you mm-hmm. when you mentioned that, that. I, I like yeah. I, I have vague memories of muppet christmas carol but i've i think my family we more watched the uh you know the tv special with all of the jim henson oh. characters oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where I it's like the it's fraggle called. rock kids and fraggle yeah, rock are there yeah. and sesame street and the muppet show they're all yeah, there yeah. and they all are at this guy's inn and then at the end, Jim Henson shows up and is, is like, that the hey, Emmett, that's, not, is that, that's not the Emmett Otter Drug Bag Christmas, right? It's a different one. I don't it's know. It's a different one. I never watched Mickey's Christmas Carol. You should um, absolutely watch you it. You should check it out. How is it's it only wonderful. 25 minutes long? Well, it's just it's, like an animated short. Yeah. But how yeah. do they it, do the whole Christmas Carol story in 25 minutes? Uh, very well, actually. Same <laughs> way they it's do just, Sleepy Hollow in 25 minutes. Yeah, whatever. the same way they it's do on Disney Plus. I'll watch it. Maybe tonight. Yeah, it's the same uh, way they how they did the Grinch Gold Christmas in 25 minutes, you know? It's, right. I love that uh, Sleepy Hollow, the Ichabod mm-hmm. Crane with the, I yeah, too. It's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, there's also Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Now, that's different, correct? That's very different, yeah. Okay. Probably different. Well, Mickey's Christmas Carol came yep. out in 1983. Yep, there you go. And so 40 years greater. 10 mm-hmm. years after Mickey's Christmas Carol, on Christmas, we had a man whose son calls into a radio show saying that his father needs a wife. A, a plus segue, Zach. Good <laughs> 30 years ago, we had Sleeps in Seattle directed by Nora Ephron. Uh, 30 years greater, or maybe not. We'll find out. Uh, yes, uh, starring Tom Hanks, starring Meg Ryan. We also had Rosie O'Donnell, Bill Pullman, Rita Wilson, who's our connection to last week. We yeah. had uh, the father, Sidney Bristow, Victor Garber showing up in this movie. Yeah, love Victor Garber. Yeah, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. David Hyde Pierce in a yeah. uh, in a movie or in a property about a radio show in Seattle. In Seattle. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Frasier uh, reboot. Don't forget Rob week. Reiner. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Rob yeah, Reiner. Rob Reiner yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So Sleepless in Seattle. So this we've all seen it before. I'm sure. I yeah. I sure I saw it when it came out. I only had like vague memories of it. I didn't. I don't have a specific like. Oh yeah, I went to see Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, I probably saw this movie, you know, in, you know, on TV when I was in my teens and never thought about it again, except mm-hmm. for like, you know, the memification of it over the years. But I've never really like it's not I like, you know, when you're when you're a 15 year old boy, you're not exactly seeking out rom coms like Sleepless in Seattle and you got mail. Um, you know, um, excuse you. <laughs> when, I, when I was a 15 year old boy, I was not seeking out movies like this, but mm. I certainly can appreciate them more now as an adult, um, you know, especially now that I've lived more of a life. I mean, you know, uh, I, I my memory of this movie was certainly a lot um, warmer than my experience watching it last night. Oh, sure. OK. All right. <laughs> um, 
So I, I, I mean, as people listening to this podcast probably know, Tom Hanks, my favorite actor. I really love Joe versus the Volcano, one of my favorite movies. I've already done a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. I'm when I really was doing digesting cinema. So if you're looking for that, there is a me talking about Joe versus the Volcano podcast out there. Um, big fan of You've Got Mail as well. Sleeps in Seattle is the one that I watched the least of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first time I've revisited it in a, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I watched this. Um, and I actually came away like I, I like there's definitely issues with this. I don't think it's a great movie, but I just found it, especially once you get to the second half, really charming. And I my hero of the movie, who I will not say yet, like potentially is my hero of the year. Oh, man. I like the year 1993 or the year 2023? No, this year of Movie Ladder Podcast <laughs> wow. season oh, four. Oh, no. I, there's, a, there's a wonderful hero of this movie. There Come is on. one really great character that I that I hope is different than your hero in the movie because I mm-hmm. I have one I have one really great hero in the movie and I hope it's not the same thought mm-hmm. you had. I mean it you know probably but it is, could but, be yeah but um, um here's th- here's my hot take and I'm just gonna go ahead and get this off the board I think this is half of a really really good movie and what I mean by that is there's one side of the entire storyline of the film that works for me really mm-hmm. really well. And one side that doesn't, and I don't know if that's that's if that's just because I'm a dude and I under like am with the Tom Hanks performance and the Tom Hanks relationship with his son, but nothing about the Meg Ryan side of this film like worked for me at all on this viewing. Um like it just it just didn't. I I I don't find her character likable at all i thought that a lot of her behavior comes off like really insane parasocial insane parasocial and insane um especially in the modern age it just doesn't work i mean when when she calls rosie o'donnell from the hotel in seattle and is like am i crazy for doing this and rosie o'donnell is like no you're not crazy i wanted to i wanted to jump through the screen and grab the phone and be like yes you're being crazy you just stood outside his house for like 10 minutes what are you doing megan what are your what are your thoughts sorry what are your overall you could argue that maybe in this it's like a bit of a role reversal because often mm. the male characters are kind of stalkery in these That's types of movies. <laughs> That's a fair I, point. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy, I, I, I don't, I'm sorry to, if I, if this is offensive to people, I don't mm. like Meg Ryan that much. Like I know she's America's sweetheart or whatever. I think she's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, but I, I did enjoy her part of the movie and I, I kind of felt like, at first, I was like, oh, wow, Tom Hanks, he's so nice. And, like, when mm-hmm. he was talking about his wife on the radio, I was, like, almost crying. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's so sweet. I totally get why everyone's. But then the more the movie went on, I was like, he's turned in kind of a jerk. Like, mm-hmm. he's yeah. yelling at his kid. He's, like. He was really, really mean to Jonah. But Jonah's also being a little shit. Yeah, well, okay, it's to be true. Fair. Yeah, Jonah and that's kind of, kind of the thing, like, the Kramer-Kramer <laughs> aspect of this movie, like, the Duck yes, and Hoffman and his I thought kid. of that, too, actually. Um thing is sort of what I wish this movie was about. I wish this movie was, and I I know it's unfair to like talk about the movie for what I wish it was rather than what it actually is, but I would have been much more into this movie if the entire movie had been Tom Hanks trying to figure out how to be a single father after his wife dies. And we it was purely his experience rather than well, that's the Meg- the- 
including that's, that, that right that's like a completely different movie i mean i yes, know i know, I know that's why i said i know this is totally unfair <laughs> but as i was watching the tom hanks side of things i was getting more invested in that side of the film and was getting frustrated whenever we would cut away from it because i was enjoying the relationship i think tom hanks and the young actor who plays his son jonah um uh ross ross mallinger have really great like father-son chemistry and i thought that like their i found their relationship like really really great because yes he gets mad at him and yes he gets frustrated but he also like knows that it, what his kid is doing is because he's also like experiencing like he doesn't know how to be a father at this point because he hasn't figured out who he wants to be well it's been 18 months of and being it, a yeah father. it hasn't been that long and so oh i think that's been a long time i don't I think, think it's been that long i mean well, it, I think it, it can it, take a long time to get over someone yeah and his yeah. wife's death was like pretty sudden it sounded that's like a, that's what she it seemed cancer. like yeah but oh, it yeah. sounded like it went very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Which that yeah. was like immediately to start the movie like that, like on this year when yeah, my mom lost yeah. her husband to cancer um, for the second time, like to have mm. this being like, it's taking 18 months for him to get over. Like, I do think like, I understand that like he's still getting over his wife. You have, especially when it's a newish marriage too, because you, you go into that with like, you think it's going to be, you're going to spend the rest of your life together. Mm-hmm. And so to, to have him, and I don't feel like we really, I mean, like, yes, he's, he's not, he like takes him a long time to start dating, but I don't really feel like we really dive into like him dealing with grief, which would weigh this movie down quite a bit if we did but have it I, I kind of feel like the, I don't know, in these types of movies very you know, often the two, each person will have a love interest that then they have to get away from. But I kind of feel like the right. Victoria storyline was not really necessary. Mm. And like, maybe, maybe it would have been better if it had, just, because I feel like. I think that's at fair. a certain point, they kind of totally forget about Tom Hanks's dead wife. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. but that and was I think the that's whole the thing. With the and it, of the yeah, film, yeah, like, well, and don't me, they kind of don't they ignore like don't they forget about Victoria? Like, yeah, well, she really uh, well once up, Jonah because like, he, he's going to go away with her when Jonah runs off to New York, right? So, right. but after that, we don't see her again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, that's the end of the movie, basically. So yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think yeah, I don't know, I I think yeah. It, it it almost the whole thing would make more sense probably if they stuck with Tom Hanks is a sad single dad, Meg Ryan is a stalker, and at mm-hmm. the end they get together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, because then you don't get the sort of evolution of Tom Hanks into a bit of a jerk, and yeah. it and feels to, more like sincere. Fit like a square peg into a round hole with a relationship yeah. that doesn't work for his son. Yeah, I think exactly. that I think that would be interesting. I I found all of the stuff with Annie, the Meg Ryan character, like really actually like that was very fun to watch. Like that was the fun part to me. Yeah, um, well, whereas I usually I think it like the father son would be like the big daddy of it all, right? Like where you're watching like a guy try to raise a kid. Yeah. And like, but that part like that never really got wacky. That was just like him adjusting to life, living in. Um, I know we have some feedback, like some late feedback. And the only thing I saw from the feedback was like how much uh, this person who wrote in hated his uh, his house. I love oh, that. I want to live, that. I I love wanna this live house. on yeah. that house. I, like, was it a house boat or was it just yeah, a house I think boat it was on the a boat. Okay. That, that is like my dream place to live. <laughs> I think cool. that looks amazing. Yeah, and, I like, like that. It's, it's like a two level. It's got stairs. Like it's not, it's not a cramped boat. Um, I don't think it's a boat. I think it's just a house that happens. That's what I thought it was a house on the dock. Yeah, I I don't know though if it's a house it's a, on the water. I think it has to be a boat, right? 
Like it, but it could be like a like a motorhome that's permanently docked kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be like a permanently docked type of thing. I don't, I, I don't know. I just thought it was like he just lived right on the dock. But yeah, I mean, in I guess like Jonah is worried that they're going to drown, like they're going to flood and drown. It's pretty uh, big but, nightmare to have. Yeah. 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 Um, um. But yeah, no, we're just like we're looking at, you know, he's 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 um, learning to deal with the loss of his wife mm-hmm. sort of and like mostly just like dating this woman that is like she seems fine she just has an annoying laugh um like janice yeah. from friends she's yeah, yeah that's uh she, she owen, and janice were, from friends. owen and i were yeah. chatting about this because the pretty 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 good covering friends so we were mm-hmm. i asked him who he preferred janice because he's a big janice defender and uh i believe <laughs> he's a big victoria defender as well um oh my god so, of course he is yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yes definitely 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 comparable but I think like everything that we're seeing with Annie is like she's like trying to figure out how to get in touch with this guy. And yes, she's a stalker, but I actually found that that aspect of it. Yes, she's a stalker. And I found that relatable. But yes, I found that relatable to like the world that we live in where you hear somebody on a podcast. and You're like, oh, that person is like sounds so interesting or they have like like I'm not trying to like stalk and like marry this person but like i do think like i'll hear people on especially in our like community of podcasts where it's like trying to see how you're gonna real listen well it's like <laughs> brendan we heard megan the librarian on Renap, <laughs> and we ended up getting in touch with her and we're like good friends with her we chat with her all the time she's on this podcast right like, yeah it's... but i didn't but i didn't drive to canada to ask no. Megan to be on the podcast Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't stand outside her window with a yeah. radio over my head saying yeah. mtl please come on the pod I, I like that you use the initials. Uh, uh, very nice. Um, yes. Yeah, good say, and I love a say anything reference. I always appreciate that. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. I mean, you know, Megan, I just feel like the Movie Ladder Podcast, Megan the Librarian, are MFEO. All right? We're made for each other. <laughs> Thank you. That's very yeah. nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to keep, do you want to stay on our podcast? Check yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, like, I don't know. Like, the whole, like, the idea of parasocial relationships to me is yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. Yeah, and especially because this this does feel ahead of its time as far as the parasocial part goes. Yes. With, with that. And, mm-hmm. like, I get it. Like, and we've seen so many times just in the podcast communities that the three of us have been part of where people overstep those boundaries and it doesn't go well. I got blocked <laughs> by a podcaster last week. For just submitting some feedback on a podcast, the timed version of, a, like, the timing of a podcast. And it, it really wrecked my week that I got blocked by this person on Twitter. And I have no way to rectify the situation. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Sean Fennessy from The Ringer. They released yeah. their top 10 movies of 2023 on December 6th. And I just responded to his tweet. And I said, it's December 6th. And he blocked me for that. Oh, man. Justice for Fennessy. Like, I must have touched a nerve. But, uh, yeah. Well, but I, I think, like. The Meg Ryan stuff, it's all a commentary on romantic movies, Mm. quote unquote romantic movies. So and and I think that's kind of fun. And and she's like she's obviously bored. Mm. Like Walter we we love Bill Pullman, but Walter is a bit of a drip and And then Walter is the greatest person in the world. At the end of this movie though, like the Walter is just like yes. He's like like, the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he's like no. But he's literally a drip. Like he he has to he has to have a mini pot next to him when he goes to sleep. Yeah. Because he's literally a drip. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bad friend. Poor Walter. <laughs> Poor Walter. It, I, I appreciate Walter yeah. allowing our two Starcross lovers to like come together at the yeah, end. It was, it was like, generous like, of him. And yeah. he took it very he well. Say? Yeah. <laughs> then, what I mean he could just be like, I don't think you should do this, and that's yeah. crazy and it's a yeah. mistake. Yeah. But 
it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like we don't see any reason why Walter would just be like, oh yeah, I like, we've been like planning right. this wedding and like, I've been set like much like, um, so you've just been like pretending Sam, to feel magical with me like the entire time. Like, yeah, she has. Well, that yeah. and like just like Sam, right? I mean, it's actually pretty comparable to Sam's journey where with he's been envisioning yeah. that he's going to get married. No, not with Victoria, with Sam's journey losing his wife, where he thinks that he's going to get married to Annie and they're going to spend the rest of their lives together. And they're planning, they're buying, they're going, uh, you know, putting their wedding registry together gotcha. with their dishes and he's buying her a ring. And then she's like, oh, also, like, there's this guy I'm obsessed with and he's on top of the Eiffel Tower and I want to go see him. And Walter's just like, or the Empire yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Or, yeah. What did I say? Yeah, I think Tower, which is imperative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A totally different thing. Yeah, I think was... you just, I think you just put your finger on maybe what doesn't work about it because yeah. Tom Hanks with his wife had that magical that eight years love, yeah. the movie Plus. love, mm-hmm. and then the movie kind of undermines that with Victoria. Exactly. exactly. And meanwhile, the movie still has this super romantic ending that, like, even you know, well, I guess it kind of does love affair, uh, fair to remember. Um, but they actually do meet at the top of the Empire State Building, and it's like such a movie yeah. moment. And so it's like I don't they know wanna, the movie; yeah. it's inconsistent, right? It's like they want to subvert because they've been they've been spending the whole movie showing you an affair to remember and connecting all of these moments from affair to to remember to the plot of their lives, and yeah. they're like, okay, now how do we get out of this? We have to subvert what happens at the end of that movie. But then they don't. Which but they, kind of they sort of do because they she doesn't get hit by a cab trying to cross the street to no. get to the Empire State Building, <laughs> which is what we thought. Do we need to watch a fair to remember? Because we kind of found out everything about that movie. I almost I almost movie. was going to say that we've, yeah. we've sort of like I've never seen an affair to remember. Um, I hadn't either. I'm, I was planning on it being my final movie of the year this year. So well, you well, can still good. watch it. Yeah, you know, I mean, Car- yeah. Cary Grant is always worth watching. Love Cary Grant. And I'm assuming you've seen it, Megan. I have. I've seen all three versions because there's Love Affair from 1939 is the original. And that's Irene Dunn and Charles Boyer. Wow. And then that was nominated for Best Picture in the same year as like Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And then the 1957 is Cary Grant and Deborah Carr. And I do believe it is Carr (laughs) as the movie brought up. Um, It's the same director. But and that so that's the color remake. Which yeah. is yeah, and then in 1994, the year after Sleepless in Seattle, there's the Warren Beatty and Annette Bening version oh, yeah, Love Affair, right? Yeah, which was a huge flop, I think. And yeah. I recently watched that because I still have my goal to watch every Katherine Hepburn movie, and Love Affair was actually her last film. Wow! So I watched okay. it this year, and it was pretty mediocre. Um, right. Love, love Katherine Hepburn. Um, but yes, that that was not. Probably, an, you know, it was an un- unnecessary remake. And it was very, I don't know if you guys remember, like, when Warren Beatty and Annette Bening got together. Because mm-hmm. I remember that. Because he, he was always a playboy, right? Yeah. And then they got married. And, like, there's, I found the movie was, like, trying to be all cutesy with sort of meta mm-hmm. references to their life. And I was I found it, like, oh, this is very yeah. annoying. But anyway. So, yes, I've seen all three of those. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. I'd have to watch the, maybe I'll watch the Cary Grant one again. Because, you know. I like Cary Grant. Well, I mean, you might be watching it next week. I, I would imagine, unfair to remember, uh, and You've Got Mail are probably the two most suggested movies for next week after this. Well, we'll find uh, out. <laughs> we, will find, we will definitely find out. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, like, yeah, I think the inconsistency is a good way to put it. Um, yeah. yeah, the tone is weird. There's, yeah. like... If, 
if I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a different movie, but it's like yeah, if, it's the, a if, bad movie. If, if the movie is like that, it's it is Sam not like pushing back on wanting to move on, wanting to date anybody, yeah. and then mm. finally has this romantic encounter yes. with Annie at the top of the Empire State Building. That's a very like climactic payoff. Although mm-hmm. I still think it's like climactic because like like just all the steps we go to to get there, and it's just a little bit more mm. wacky, I think, to yeah. to get there. Yeah, I just think if he, yeah, I, I, like if if when he sees her in the airport, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of interesting. Where like he, if I, yeah, I think it'd be better without Victoria, basically. So okay, so question about the airport scene. So yes. Annie has seen Annie sent this like private detective to take pictures of Sam. She knows what Sam looks like. No, she doesn't at that point. So she she okay. didn't get the pictures back yet. She didn't okay. get. She doesn't get the pictures back until she goes back to Baltimore and sees the photos of him hugging who she thinks is his girlfriend, but is actually his sister. But she recognizes him when she gets when she almost gets hit by the car. I think maybe she just doesn't see him at the airport. Do we see her yeah, actually look at him? She doesn't see him at the airport. Yeah, yeah. he but sees no, her. He's standing right in front of her, and he's staring. But at her. you know, I mean, he's there's millions her, of people in the she's airport. looking around the airport and never yeah. makes eye contact. Well, and like, she's, like, she's in Seattle for yeah. him. Shouldn't she be looking for? She knows he lives there. She, she doesn't know he's going to be at the airport though. No, like, she why would be? She, she should be a high alert anywhere in Seattle that she goes. That she might run <laughs> into this Lord. guy. Now that yeah. would make her more stalker. <laughs> yeah. If she's uh, just like going up to every guy at the airport, are you Sam? Are you Sam? Just like Jonah does when he's at the airport at the Empire State Building. Are you Annie? You Annie? Oh. Brooks Robinson, best third baseman ever. Where are we so on Sam, that? Sam, a little bit uh, inconsistent himself mm. with what baseball teams he likes because he seems yeah. he's a he's a Cubs fan at the beginning of the movie. He's mm. a Mariners fan at, when they moved to Seattle, which I guess like you adopt your home team. Sure. But then he's also very into Brooks Robinson for the Baltimore Orioles. And Brooks Robinson only ever played for the Orioles, right? Probably. Yeah. And where's Chester? Chester can yeah. write yeah, him. Where's, where's our Orioles fan? To, um, yeah. <laughs> I do really like that, and I did not remember this. Like the mm. locations of this movie are all places I've been, which I appreciate that. New York, I was just yeah. in New York. I like that aspect of it. But I like that it's Baltimore and Seattle. It's yep. not LA and New York. It's not yep. like we do get, really New York, but it's not like the two main metropolitan areas that we get in movies. And which is New York and LA. Yeah, right. I, don't, I like yes. that it's not those. Yeah, yeah. and it's and each th- coast that we yeah. get. Yeah. Like they're both. Well, they kind of yeah, the they water. play with that. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. And you I think really, about mm-hmm. 1993 Seattle. This was the height of grunge, right? So yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I really love any, um, anything with that. We don't get any like uh, Nirvana. Well, he's wearing a plaid shirt at the end <laughs> <laughs> with the tie. Were we all? But, you know. Were we all? <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, know I, I was. was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really love when Annie leaves her parents' house and is driving down. I'm not. Is that 95? I think it might be 95 from Baltimore to DC, and she stops. At this diner to get coffee. At the Capital Diner. Dina. Yeah, and I believe that's in Silver Spring. I believe that's the Capital Diner in Silver Spring, and I've been oh, there. Yeah, okay. it's a really cool diner. Um, I didn't recognize. Closed that. last year. Uh, was hmm. near the AFI Silver Spring, and is no longer there. So. And all the people who were at that diner also were talking about this. Like, it also, it's like so fun yeah. that a yeah. radio, a guy who called into a radio show, could become like. I mean, this is like yeah. more popular than serial. Like if we're oh, trying yeah, to yeah, compare yeah. it to like a podcast, a national radio broadcast, right? Like, that mm-hmm. isn't about aliens or government conspiracy. Well, I mean, like but, this is around the time. Yeah. I mean, this is well, it's a little before, but it's we like had when Doctor Ruth was the big, right. or Doctor Ruth was really big around this time. Like yeah, yeah. or yeah. Love Line with Adam and Drew, or there was not. Uh, there was somebody else that was Delilah. I think she was called that was really big in the like late '80s and early '90s that had like a nationwide 
call-in show, like, after 10 p.m. I think her name was Delilah. Mm-hmm. And people would call in and, like, tell their love, love sick stories and request songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like like the twists of fate that happen, like the destiny stuff. Yeah. Like, and we get some talk about destiny and fate. Um, you know, with with yeah. Walter. Density. Yeah, exactly. With Walter and Annie, mm-hmm. how they met at a diner or a deli, and they each they each ordered lettuce and tomato sandwiches, which I was like, which who the hell orders that? And I was glad that Annie's mom was like, who the hell orders that sandwich? Like, without like at least like tuna or bacon. I mean, you do. I like a tomato <laughs> sandwich. I don't like tomatoes. That's fair. So you're just ordering a lettuce on rice. Please. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that's great. Um yeah. yeah. Um and like that there's like that that just happened. In, like I do think that there's so much of that with I mean, even with modern dating now that mm. like that you both just happen to be on Tinder at the same time and both swipe the same direction. Like how many marriages happen because of like some twist of fate? I mean, going back to the podcast community, how many of these like podcast relationships and babies that are born yeah, because that's true. Some guy got cast on Survivor instead of Big Brother right. 20 years ago and then started yeah. a podcast. And these two people both started listening to the podcast and happened to, like, communicate through much like Sleeps in Seattle. Like, I, like there's, it's like when you okay, think about okay, some of that stuff, and it's like like the, the sliding doors of it all is just crazy. It's, that's one thing about Destiny. That, and that's fair. But, Zach, I mean, I'm 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 the son of a single parent as are you if Mm -hmm. my mother or your mother called one of us up and said i'm going to sit to seattle overnight to see if i can find this random guy that i heard on a radio program to see if he'll fall in love with me Mm -hmm. you would have your you would have your mother committed (laughs) i would have my mother committed well the, the single parent isn't the one who did it the single parent is the one who had it did to them but i mean the point still stands i can like you would yes. have you would have concerns, would you not? Uh, <laughs> yes, obviously she's a little unhinged. Do you think that this relationship lasts, Megan? Uh, I don't, oh, what do you course. think? Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm this sure is it. This is this is it. This is this or is forever. Maybe they met and then they went somewhere together and then they each met another person that they never would have met okay. if they hadn't been together. I mean, who knows? Okay, speaking of May December, is she she reads the what? note from <laughs> Jonah. And she's like, yes. that's when she starts to fall in love with Sam. Yeah, you sound is neat. the note that Jonah wrote. <laughs> so really, she's in love with Jonah. Wow, that's creepy. No, with Sam. Uh, I did think that her reading Jonah's letter was the funniest part of this movie. It's that was so like, funny. there wasn't much that really like made me laugh really in this movie. Like, it, this is a char- like a very charming and cute movie, but uh, yeah. there wasn't a lot of funny stuff. Besides, I think Walter is like kind of a funny well, character. You don't think Rita Wilson describing an affair to remember is funny? I re- I is, remember I at the time. I love to remember Rita Wilson scene. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. That that at the time was like the big one that everyone talked about. I think. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I and feel then, like I, that was a little. And then Victor the dirty dozen. <laughs> yeah, it was undercut by the whole dirty dozen stuff. No, I loved that part. Yeah. I loved that. Well, undercut. Like, that was such that, a like. That was. Funny. It's such a like guy reaction to be mm-hmm. like you know you know it's really emotional. Die hard. I'm going to die hard on Friday. Um, It it is interesting, like, how similar this is to You've Got Mail in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And You've Got Mail, the Joe Banks character, I think it's Joe Banks, Joe Fox character and You've Got Mail, is, like, obsessed with the Godfather. You know what I mean? Godfather references. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's so similar that there's just, like, this random, like, not really random, but this old movie that he's, Mm -hmm. this old, like, guy movie that he's obsessed with. Um, Yeah. Did you guys think that the babysitter Clarissa we see... (laughs) 
You see? So weird. She was freaking weird. Yeah. It, it's like, like Anne Hathaway 10 years before yes, Anne Hathaway came true. on the screen. Yeah. She it did was, look like Anne Hathaway. But I would never leave my child with her. She was yeah. totally well, out of it. Who she looked like to me was we see once that we see Sam's wife, like in, when he has that dream and she comes. Oh, yeah. She does look a little like they Carol look the same. Right. I thought yeah. it was the same person. And then I was no. like, wait, was that scene <laughs> that the babysitter like woke him up and was. But no, it was like, it's, I think it's like, I don't know if it's a his wife was Carrie Lowell, who later played yeah, the Leonard. ADAs on Law and Order. Hell yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, her name is Maggie. Um, no. Yes. But, but yeah, 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 the babysitter was definitely like a um, like a wink and a nod to the like Seattle grunge era yes. of it all. Oh, yeah. For sure. And she was on heroin. <laughs> yeah, she's a product of the time in Seattle. Especially sure. when she shows up at the end when Jonah goes missing. Like, she's very much, like, she's in, like, those red tight. Like, those she red, even, like, like whispers Jonah when Sam's, like, yelling Jonah around the house. She's like, Jonah? Yeah. Jonah? Was, I think like, <laughs> was naming her Clarice a reference to Silence of the Lambs, you think? I, that, it made me think of that, but I don't. When was Silence of the Lambs? Like, was that? 91. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. 91. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hello, Clarice. Um, Clarice. Do you think that all three of these Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks rom-coms are like multiverse versions of the same characters? Maybe. Like you it's in a multiverse. I mean, what, I mean, what but, is? Is aren't they pretty different in Joe versus the volcano? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. So Joe, different, Joe yeah. versus the volcano, Meg Ryan plays three characters. She plays sisters. Oh yeah, okay. Um, uh, I sort of and that. it's so Joe gets like he he gets a terminal condition. Like he gets a terminal yeah. um, uh, diagnosis, and then he goes to this island to jump in a volcano because he's like, "Well, I'm going to die anyways. They need a human sacrifice." Yeah, and so true. Meg Ryan plays or along the way. She plays these three different characters who like help him along this journey. Um, it's. I think Joe vs. Volcano is a great, great movie. I, I, I'm a huge fan. Um, I don't think like people either haven't seen it or they think it's, it's not like Sleeps in Seattle and Joe vs. Erin. You've got mail. Like it's not just like your typical rom com. Um, yeah. But it's, it's very funny. It's a great journey movie. It's, um, yeah. It would be a fun one to do on this podcast. But I've already. Yeah. I mean, it. that's one I haven't revisited definitely since yeah, I was a kid, and I was same. Too, yeah. Well, maybe exactly. I'm just going to make one of my library ladder um, suggestions <laughs> to be watch a movie that has the words Joe and Volcano in the title. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, So um, we are talking about Clarice. Amanda Mayer is the name of the actress. This is her only film. So I'm stunned. Yeah, maybe. maybe she like, just she's got to be like the daughter of somebody on the crew or something. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, Ken. Can I reveal my hero of the movie now so we can talk yeah, about this character? Okay. Yeah, because we have to we talk about yet. one character in this film yes. that we Jess, have not talked about. That is the absolute hero of this movie. Do Jessica is awesome. I love Jessica so uh, much. Jessica. Played Who's by Jessica? The, played by the Who's great Jessica? Jessica Gabby is, Hoffman. Jessica is... Um, oh, Gabby Hoffman. Okay, yes. Sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jessica is Jonas's friend who will be his wife. I like If they do not get married, I will be so sad. That she's like... She's just like... She's got a... Funny wisecrack for everything. She talks in acronyms, which I think is like, like that's 30 years that was before my, my was hit to Brendan everything. earlier. Yeah. yeah, my hit to Brendan earlier is I, I tested him and I said, I said, I have a, I have the best hero of the movie, FYI. And that was my and hint. I, and I said, I think I had I said I also have an amazing hero of the movie if it's not the same one yours is. Yeah. And yeah, it was absolutely Gabby Hot. When yeah. she books the plane and she's like, I'll just tell them that they're really short for your age so they don't ask. <laughs> Yeah. No. So funny. Like, and everything like she's, so she's 
She's the one who talks to Jonas about like destiny and reincarnation. And then she watches an affair to remember with like a giant bowl of popcorn and is crying while Jonas is playing Game Boy. It's Um, amazing. It's such a like perfect simile to the earlier scene when they're talking about an affair to remember and at the kitchen table. Yeah, Yeah, it's like it's multi-generational, this movie. Um, I think this movie is like, this is the dawn of multiple relationship, but it is the, it's I, if yeah. those two did not get married, I will be so sad. Yeah. It's, I mean, get, Gabby Hoffman, Gabby Hoffman had an amazing run around this time. I mean, she was one of the kids in Macaulay Culkin's sister and Uncle Buck. She's in oh. Field of Dreams as Kevin Costner's daughter. Mm-hmm. She's in Now and Then as a younger version of, I believe she's the younger version of the Demi Moore character. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell also in Now and Then. I've, I've never seen now and then. Rita Wilson is in that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing um actually she might be the younger Rita Wilson then. But it, No, she's actually, she's the younger Demi Moore. Okay, yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, and she's I mean, she later appears on Veronica Mars. She's really fantastic. She's one of the kids in Volcano. Like she's an amazing young actress that has continued to work. She was in Wild earlier this year. She was in Wild. Yeah. That we so saw earlier this year. Um yep. who was she in Wild? I was trying to remember. Uh, she was Amy. Reese Witherspoon's friend. Yeah, the friend. She okay. was, that her friend that when she finds out she's pregnant in the bookstore, yeah. Gabby Hoffman mm. was with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Love Gabby Hoffman. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, she's, I, I just thought she was like the standout of this movie. Like the standout I character agree. of this movie. Yeah. 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 Um, I absolutely could not agree more. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's You're in the movie, Gabby Hoffman. Yep. Um, all right. Well, what else do we, uh, apple peeling? Can you, can either of you peel an apple like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> can be a regular peeler. I just cut up my apples. Yeah, I that's don't peel them. Yeah. I mean, you gotta eat that. You gotta eat the yeah, peel. That's where the peel. all the nutrients it's are. Good for you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can uh, understand peeling a green apple though, because like, who? I mean, who really wants to eat a green apple? Yeah. And like, they're pretty yeah. sour. Um, yeah. I like that this movie. I mean, so Olin suggested this, and he said he called this the Rita Wilson Christmas trilogy with mixed nuts and uh, <laughs> jingle all the way. I did not remember this movie was like it start well it starts eighteen months before, but then like when we get to the present day, we start on Christmas, we have Christmas, we have New Year's, and it goes between Christmas and Valentine's Day. So it's like yep. it's nice that you it's like very time boxed in the timeline of this movie and how long this movie is taking place. This movie and, didn't feel like it was weather wise taking place in that time. There's a specific point where it should be like late January in Baltimore and Meg Ryan is sitting on a park bench in just a sweater with no coat on. No freaking way. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It should be freezing. I did notice January where she's walking like, in spots in Baltimore that I recognized. Like yeah. She's walking by a big statue in Baltimore that I've been by. Um, yeah. And then when she gets down by the water, like that, I'll, I, like, I think they actually filmed in Baltimore and Seattle for this movie. Yeah. Or they at least did a good job. I think it was uh, Baltimore and DC for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she goes down to D.C., she goes to New York, Seattle, yeah. so. Um, I like that she works, like she's a she's a journalist, that, that um, you know, power of journalism, which oh, you know, yeah, ties right. back to some other movies from earlier this year, and she's able to use those connections, LexisNexis, which, Megan, I'm sure you know LexisNexis. <laughs> Is that what it was? I didn't, <laughs> yeah. It was called, like, Lexis something else, but it was definitely, like, supposed to be oh. LexisNexis that she was using. Oh boy. Um, it's yeah. a search crowd. Um, yeah, no, and uh like that she like what was it like there was the one version like the one Sam that was like a multi-time felon and there was one who was yeah. I think a Paralympian. Um yeah. and that architect. And she's like, Oh, it's probably the architect. Probably the architect. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Um I mean they can remake yeah. this movie now. 
like so easily. Where yeah. it's just somebody who's on a podcast or on a TikTok and they like they like their, I mean they, this is this movie is easily remade. But this I'm surprised is the thing is I mean I don't know if you were saving this for one last thing, but when you nope. mentioned that, I mean YouTube can do some amazing things, and if you've never seen the YouTube mashup horror movie versions of Sleepless in Seattle, where it's mm. like the trailer for Sleepless in Seattle, but cut like a horror movie. Freaking nope. incredible. Yeah. But I have seen the one for Mrs. Doubtfire, which also I've is the same. I've seen the one color. for, there's one for Mary Poppins, right? Scary oh, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely look up the one for Sleepless in Seattle. It's like, oh yeah, this is totally a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that the in the editorial room they're talking about a guy who has the greatest soup and he's the meanest man. Yes, that would. That, oh, yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty good too. But the Soup Nazi <laughs> but, episode does not well, air isn't, until 1995. It, the Soup Nazi is based on a real person, right? Yes. That he is. Yes. Okay, yeah. so that's probably. So this yeah. is the first reference to the Soup Nazi. Before the yeah. Soup Nazi, we had Sleeps in Seattle. Yeah. We'll, we'll also consider it the introduction of Niles from Frasier. This is also true. Yeah, because he later, later moved to Seattle. Apparently, so. Frasier premiered two months after this movie came out, mm. okay. which is kind of crazy. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I also like that uh, when – I keep wanting to call him Joe because that's his name in the other two movies. When Sam goes on the first date with Victoria, that that – or like when he calls Victoria to ask her out. And I, I like the discussion about like going to drinks versus going to dinner. I think that's very relevant still. Like you want to go to drinks with somebody before you, mm-hmm. that way, you know, if you don't want to stick around for hours versus going mm-hmm. to dinner and you're stuck there. Um, he calls her and then back in the saddle again and is playing. I'm like, oh, that's like <laughs> very, very like on the nose music cue in this movie. So, yeah. Um, I, I do I think all the music in this film is really good. I think the soundtrack is nice. It is very, uh, very throwbacky. Yeah. When I we'll looked up the when I looked yeah. up the outro music slash intro music for this episode, it was like the Celine Dion song that plays over the credits. I don't think mm-hmm. that's what I would have picked. I think there's better songs, but oh, well, that's yeah. what I because there's, yeah. there's better songs throughout the movie. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anything else from either of you before we move on to feedback? Nah. Let's do. Nope. It. Nope. All right. Cool. Well. I always say before we move on to feedback, but of course, before we get to feedback, we got to look at the box office. Uh, yep. Brennan, do you think now this this movie came out in 1983, but it, yep. um, it had an unfortunate opening opponent? <laughs> well, so but so the 30 Years Greater podcast yes. started after this movie, this movie came out in the summer of 1993. Yes. Do you was think it Jurassic Park? If, yes. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park yeah, was bummer. number one. <laughs> Yep. Um, in its third week of release, mm. this movie. Mm. So Jurassic Park was number one for the third week. Uh, Slip of Seattle opened at number two in its first yep. week. Still did 17 million, yeah. uh, opposite 27 million for Jurassic Park. Counter, Do you think 30 years later would have covered Sleeps in Seattle had they started that podcast like a few months earlier? Nah, I don't no? think they would. I, think they, I bet they would. I mm. bet they would. Yeah. I think, yeah, I bet they would have. All I, right, could well, see, also that, I could see Rob and Josh both liking this movie, actually. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, well, also opening that week was Dennis the Menace. Um, well, I'm glad they Dennis didn't the because I would have scared us away from doing it if they had. So. <laughs> no, nah, they they don't get to lay claim. But um, yes, yes. But I understand where you're coming from. Uh, Last Action Hero, which has come up so much yeah. recently on this podcast, was uh, in its second week of release and it was at number four. So continuing, oh, wow. Arnold and Rita Wilson, both. Uh, there's a connection to the last there week. No. Oh my God, I'm sorry, I keep yawning. <laughs> I'm not bored. I just. Uh, I'm... Luckily, nobody on the, nobody listening to the podcast can see you yawning. Just well, us. I, I um, wonder if they could hear me. 
just breathing really heavy. Nobody I'll does try that. Try mute myself. Uh, all right, number five, we had what's love got to do with it. I've oh, never seen that, one. but I do remember that coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliffhanger, which I've also never seen. That was number six. Uh, Made in America, which I believe was um, Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that. Oh. We want to talk about movies that haven't aged well. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guilty as Sin, which I feel like uh, I don't I haven't seen that. Menace to Society was number nine. Dave, yeah. number 10. Yeah. Um, it's another movie about a president that's not Bill Pullman this time, yeah. but that's uh, Kevin Klein, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Unforgiven also in the in the theaters and it's 47th week of release so wow. it's been there for Crazy. a while uh scent of a woman brendan that you just brought up that was in its 27th yeah. week of release and uh Whew. a little movie called house of cards was number 15 i declare um, yeah this was the i think this is the same story that is uh the the fincher version i believe mm-hmm. but i might be wrong about that i don't know now, speaking of problematic people that was a miramax film so uh all right uh, much Ado About Nothing, also. Megan, I'm sure you've seen oh, Much yeah. Ado About Nothing. Oh, yeah. That's really I good. I love that version of Much Ado About yeah. Nothing. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Really wild uh, cast. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to read some feedback. Brendan, did you see that I added a review that just got sent in late? Uh, so you got to update mm. your spreadsheet. You bastard. I did not yep. see that. Uh, well, while, while you're doing that, I will read all of this. Somebody knew. All right. Yep, yep, um, yep. I solicited see, feedback. So uh, all right. Reading all this feedback. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry from Irked in Ireland. Um, <laughs> Owen, of course, is the one who suggested that we watch this movie. Um, I think I I think it was a very, very good suggestion based off of uh, Jingle All the Way. So he doesn't have to apologize. But uh, he says, a horrific, dull, unfunny rom-com. Poor Walt and poor Vicky. Uh, who called him Victoria? Um, I mean, I don't know whether to hate Jonah for his hideous manipulation and denying his father those moments of joy and bonding he had waited, he had long waited for, or for the radio support, supposed therapist Marsha, who didn't realize how clearly that it was Jonah that needed the therapy and support. Um, well, she does give him some therapy and support later on once he calls back when, when he's dating Victoria. So I will give her that. At least she, she tried and Jonah hangs up on her. Yeah, probably not doing her doctoral duties to give away this private information to people. Um, yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that the scene, and we didn't talk about it at all, but the scene where Jonah calls and they're both on the phone and they're like coming towards either Sam and Jonah are yeah. coming towards Jonah, they're both talking on the phone, which is like a, you know, that's a landline for those of you who weren't old enough to and know what those were. Right? Like you could have two people both on landlines and they could both be on the line. And like then they sit on that bench and, I like and that, yeah. couch or whatever, and like it was just like a, I don't know, it's just like a nice. It's really like, well framed, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was a good scene. All right, Owen continues, and Meg seems a bit young for her midlife crisis. Uh, a lot of the Blanche Dubois and her seeking magic and effectively bonding with the child, for it is Jonah's radio calls and letters that excite her. Uh, also, a bit like Big in that aspect. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that picked up on that. <laughs> good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they, Sam, they keep, sorry, they keep talking about how it's impossible to find a husband after you turn 40, right? And that's mm-hmm. so, like, I think she's maybe not young for her midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's uh, kind of ominous, the way that they talk about a terrorist attack, and you see the Twin Towers at one point when they're up on the Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Building, not Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, it's a little ominous. So, 
Uh, speaking of, there's an ominous clip from um, Home Alone 2 that I saw on Twitter this week. Mm. And it's Kevin standing on top of one of the um, one of the Twin Towers. And then it cuts to it, a, a door that says airport security. Like, it's like a really oh. crazy edit from that movie. Like, that movie, which also had, of course, Donald Trump having a random appearance. In Wonderful. It. It's like, this movie has all of these things didn't age well. Um, all right. Finally, Owen keeps going. Sam slash Tom Hanks just seemed a very dull version of Harry slash Billy Crystal. Uh, very dull, and for the most part, uh, and the most interesting part of the relationship is how horribly it will end. Owen doesn't agree with us. Okay. <laughs> Shocking. I uh, did enjoy tracking a lot of the Fraserness of it all. Uh, don't forget Kenny's brief appearance as well as Niles. Kenny. Uh, Kenny is. Who's Kenny? Kenny. Is he a character in, he must be a character Kenny in Frasier that I'm not familiar Frasier. with. Kenny from no Frasier. The dog? No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Eddie. I know. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, one and a half. Have to Google this now. Yeah. No idea. Tom McGowan plays him. Oh, he's he's one of the. Okay, I know who this guy is. He's Frazier. one of the guys who's sitting at the table when they're talking about the soup Nazi in like the oh. lunch room or editorial room. Editor, yeah, okay. yeah, he's one of the editors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Editors. okay. Yeah, if you Google Ken, cool. Kenny Daly, is the name of the character from Frasier, yeah. you Google, you'll recognize him. Was not aware of that. Good, good, good eye by, by well. I recognize that guy as. Um, the limo driver from blank uh, from uh yeah blank check uh, ah yeah. gotcha okay yeah i believe that's the same actor yeah um yeah mr mr mcintosh also he's also the family man uh oh and heavyweights he's like the um it is not the guy from blank check though but it's the guy who looks a lot like the guy from blank gotcha. check gotcha. um but yeah he's he's one of the um he's one of the counselors and heavyweights great gotcha. okay uh right. so one and a half one and a half from had he not had he not seen it before Olin, i mean yeah. No. Oh. He no, said he, he heard this. Done. He said he had heard this movie discussed as like reference as a Christmas movie a lot, which was why he suggested it. Okay. It was a blind suggestion. Blind suggestion. But I do think it was a good suggestion in terms of yeah, like being a Christmas like timely to watch around Christmas time. And I mean, it's what not I, time box just to Christmas. It's also got New Year's and, you know, it's a little yeah. bit more evergreen. Yeah. And so. I mean, we'll talk about it in connections, but I mean, there's the whole aspect of the father son relationship and the like not wanting to disappoint the kid, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. I mean, that's all no. in there, you know, and, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't like the movie, but it was a good yeah. suggestion. Yeah, it was a good suggestion. All right. Uh, yeah. Jenny, the music teacher writes and it says, let's face it. Nora Ephron was a genius. She somehow managed to bring this preposterous plot together to make it believable. The star of this film is the soundtrack, with one notable exception, Joe Cocker's rendition of Bye Bye Blackbird makes terrible lullaby. The songs and artists were carefully picked to provide the maximum enhancement of the plot. The piano version of the songs towards the end are masterful, and I hate that I couldn't find the artist for those. Four stars from Jenny, the music teacher. Yeah, I I think the soundtrack is really, really great in this. Um, Some of the soundtrack will come up in connection, so I'm not going to hit on it now. I uh, I think we all know what that is. It's, uh, it's, you know. I mean, movie suggestions as well. We'll find out once we get to Oz, maybe. When the movie started um, and singing, I was like, is that? Jimmy yep. Durante, and then, and it was so. Yeah, I shazammed it. Yeah. There you go. All right, Ron says, "Can't believe how little screen time Hanks and Ryan share." Probably why this movie feels so slow. Three stars. Um, Ouch. yeah, I do think that that's is true. Like, yeah, they, they, we we don't see them together except. No. The, I mean, we see them look at each other from across the road, but the only time across the the uh, 
airport moments yeah yeah but like yeah the only time we ever see them together we never see them kiss in this movie right mm-hmm. do they ever kiss they kiss in the elevator at the end no um, they're holding hands i think but that's yeah. It. Mm-hmm. yeah um i love the transition though from the elevator to the heart on the empire strike empire state building <laughs> doing that <Gotcha. laughs> the empire strikes all right, uh, yeah. Alex outrights in it says, I really didn't expect this movie to be as strange as it is or for Meg Ryan's character to be as stalker adjacent as she was. It isn't bad, but I didn't find it to be that good either. Three out of five from Alex O. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Um, somebody, I think it was, it was some podcast host I was listening to, he, he was just running through like the log lines of 90s. Um, romantic comedies mm-hmm. and just how crazy they all are like the movie green card was oh, yeah. one that he was talking a lot about <laughs> is just that like, a rom-com? yeah like it's, oh yeah yeah um okay. i haven't seen it but like the, just like and this is like definitely one of those i mean you know you've got mail also same type of thing where it's just I like mean, 10 th- i mean uh how to lose a guy in 10 days is absolutely yep. insane mm-hmm. yeah, like, but it's one, one of the best rom-coms ever made you know well, yeah according to some people but yeah no i think it's just I like it. i think that's yeah. like in order to i mean you know, once once you've had Annie Hall and when Harry met Sally, like you need some sort of twist to ramp things up, and I think that's kind Fair of enough. Yeah. Um, where you get so this. let's just remake a movie made forty years before and get, put a different spin on it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, speaking of thirty years, they should remake *Slips in Seattle*. I think they, this is a golden okay. opportunity to just do like on my iPhone. Modern update. Fair yeah. enough. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Megan the librarian from the podcast is what we can call it. <laughs> uh, Jim Crumley writes in and says, Slips in Seattle held up very well. The three leads were all good. Uh, who do you think is the third lead? Jonah. O'Donnell or Bill Pullman? Jo- Jonah? Jonah's the third lead. Okay. Yeah, Jonah's yeah. the third lead. Yeah. Uh, there are also some parts that date the movie, like Peanuts on the Airplane. Um, oh. Yeah, it's true. They don't do Peanuts yeah. on the Airplane. Pretzels I mean, and cookies. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, was I on a plane that had nuts recently? I don't know. I think it's just an American allergy thing, then. Yeah. Well, um, well, I mean, like, I felt like the, the more dated part was that, like, she's not doing anything on the plane. Like, she's not, like, if, if it's me, I have my headphones right. on, I'm staring at my phone yeah. the whole time. I was on a plane last week on the flight home. I just sat there. Yeah. <laughs> or that Jonah could even get on and off the plane is wild. Like, yeah. I know yeah. I flew, I flew when I was a kid by myself, but they still made sure, like, you knew where you were going, even if you weren't accompanied by a flight crew member the entire time. Like, they didn't just let you off the plane and let you wander to the Empire State Building, you know? I mean, it's very Home Alone too, right? Yeah, it is very Home Alone too. Yeah. I don't think, a, you know, a 10-year-old shouldn't be probably wandering around New York by himself, probably. Well, tell us of the McAllisters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his family's in Florida and he's in New York. Yeah. I meant Jonah, um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Tom Hanks mm-hmm. turned into a bad dad at some point. Well, he was able to get to New York very quickly. He was. He was sure, it's a long flight. flight. Probably it must be at least five hours, right? Yeah. 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 I, I did like when Jessica's dad, like her parents are like questioning her and she's sitting on the yeah. chair and her parents are trying to find out where Jonah is. And yeah. her dad walks in. It's it's like they wrote the dialogue like they were on the phone. Because mm-hmm. her dad walks up to her and goes, Jessica, this is your father. <laughs> like, yeah, she's yeah, looking yeah. right at him. She knows yeah, yeah. like <laughs> like i do feel like that was i don't know but it made me laugh that, that part that all right funny. back to james note jim said the movie also had a bunch of fun little notes my favorite was naming the chicago radio psychiatrist dr Marsha fieldstone after chicago's own department store marshall fields oh. um jim gives a four out of five his hero of the movie meg ryan she does a good job of pulling off that role that could be creepy 
All right. Uh, I still think it's creepy, but I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I thought that her hair looked really nice in this movie. There you go. Yeah, the hair's good. Yeah. Good. Good. I, hair. I, I mean, I think yeah. Like I, I like Meg Ryan in like this era, Meg Ryan. Speaking of Marshall Fields. Oh, I was just gonna say, speaking of Marshall Fields, they play out of Jeopardy or uh, not Jeopardy, a lot of Monopoly in this movie. I noticed. Um, mm. On New Year's Eve, Sam and Jonah are playing Monopoly. There's Monopoly board on the table. I used to have the Chicago version of Monopoly, and Marshall Fields used to be a property that you could buy on Chicago yeah. Monopoly. <laughs> yep, we had that as kids. All right, that's, cool. that's all. Right, uh, said it says so good! Exclamation point. Uh, nice. First time, first time watch. I think this is the last of the great rom coms on my list. This one, unlike some others, earns the great title. Ryan is especially captivating. Hanks is pretty good in what would be a top ten performance for most actors, but probably doesn't crack his top twenty. Mm-hmm. How would this? Uh, sorry, how would this be remade today? People connecting through a podcast? Question mark. Four and a half stars from Stefan. I think we talked a good bit through some of that, but yeah, I mean, it would definitely be like a app thing, you know, like yeah, an app mm-hmm. thing like Tinder or podcast or yeah. Yeah, it'd be a podcast. I mean, I think the difference with the podcast is like now. I even think of bigger podcasts, right? Like a uh, Pod Save America or Doughboys. Like they have a fa- they have fan communities that are through Patreon, and discords and stuff. Yeah, you know what Discord. it would be? I just figured out what it would be. It would be someone right. who was posted on Humans of New York or something. Mm, oh, yeah. like I would think oh, Popville like here in DC. DC has this thing that they run called Misconnections. Yep. Where like you can where you can like write in to this local listserv newsletter and they will post your misconnection. Like mm-hmm. saw a random lady at the Whole Foods had like <laughs> we talked about the kumquats. <laughs> like would love to talk more, you know? About that kumquats. kind of thing. Like that yeah. kind of thing. You know? Kumquats in Columbia. Is that the name yeah. of the writer? <laughs> kumquats in Columbia. Yeah. Uh, um, in Columbia Heights. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Columbia Heights. Um yeah, no, I do think like Hanks is fine. Like I think like Tom Hanks is like this isn't anywhere near on any of my like top list of him i think he's just, like, solid he's fine in this role it's off-putting when he yells at his son it's weird to me yeah heard um, and a good comment about the title it is it's like a classic it's, like sleep in seattle it's is a, a title that has like it has been a like uh everlasting title people still know sleep in seattle even if they don't know what this movie's about um mm-hmm. they recognize like that's one of those titles that i think has really held up over time drivers of the volcano i don't think people recognize <laughs> yeah Sadly. Sad. Even though Sad. it's literally in the title what it is, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, right. um, wanted to uh, he- uh, head new, us home new writer. More. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Laura Ryden, uh, from Royden. Sorry, I uh, butchered your last name. Uh, she's in the Thirty Two Fans Movies group, and uh, Alex O was writing about this movie in there, and she was like, "Oh my god, I hate this movie." <laughs> so I followed up with her and I said, well, you got to send in your feedback. So she she messaged me her feedback. And I think I saw that she also just put this on Letterboxd as well. Um, and she said, all right, my thoughts are everything about Sleeps in Seattle is absolutely deranged. And it's lucky to be saved by Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks having absolutely having chemistry. I will focus my feedback on getting justice for Walter, Meg Ryan's fiance, whose main problem is that he has allergies. Yeah, <laughs> he really did nothing wrong except Poor have guy. allergies. Yeah. Yeah. How is this a negative character trait, even in 1993? <laughs> it seems totally nice and fine and is way too calm when she breaks off the engagement. Although maybe it's because he has sensed that she is stalking another man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, man who, near, near miss there. Yeah. Yeah. A man who lives on a houseboat. 
Imagine not only becoming a stalker, but doing it for someone on a houseboat. And the deal breaker is thinking he has a girlfriend and not a houseboat. Yeah, we didn't even talk about she she misconstrues that um, his sister. Yeah, I mentioned uh, that. Yeah, yeah. When she gets the picture, she thinks the. Kind of weird that Tom Hanks' wife plays his sister. Yeah, were they, yeah. they weren't married at the time, I'm assuming. Yeah, they were. Right? They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Oh, they were, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sort of I think it would be me. creepier if she played his dead wife, though. Yeah. Uh, I, why didn't, I just don't know, why didn't they make Victor Garber his brother and then she could have been his sister-in-law? Oh, that's point. at least yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. less creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, it, it sort of reminds me of the brother-sister relationship of Nick Dune and uh, Carrie Coon's character in Gone Girl. Like, they're very much oh, like their yeah, brother's yeah, yeah. sister, but it's yeah, like, yeah. they almost could be dating. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they uh, some, there's, people start implying that there's twin cest going on, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I did hear them talk about, they were talking about them on, uh, I think, Blake Check. Are we um, doing Hot Girl next week? Definitely <laughs> should. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and the deal breaker is the key is, okay, the, sorry about that. Absolutely not. The entire end of the movie is bizarre, and the top of the Empire State Building is not a romantic location. I hate this stupid <laughs> movie so much. You've Got Mail is basically perfect, and it's sad that it gets dragged down by being associated with this mess. All oh. that, and she gives it two stars. Um, wow. Thank you, Laura. We, one, we star, one star for Megan, one star for Tom. Uh, we greatly appreciate a first-time writer, so thank you for thank you for writing in. Is 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 the top of the Empire State Building not romantic? I've never been up there, but I've it honestly seems like it would be. <laughs> I mean, I would personally be... would be a little terrified of the top. It of the It does Empire seem State scary, building. actually. Yeah. No, they have they have big they have big gates or, or big. But also, like, here's my question: Where was all the security? I mean, Jonah was up there for hours. Where well, was like a single is... security guard to be like, "Son, well, where are your parents?" Remember, this was before nine eleven. So <laughs> yeah, but still. Like, the uh, I mean, yeah, this was also before Home Alone two, um, oh, and yeah. or actually it was right around. I think Home Alone two was might have been the same year. Yeah. Um, but the the security guard, the only thing he's interested in is time to go home. Nope, sorry, you can't go up there because we're closed. You got, we're uh, going. He's home. a bellhop, not a security. Well, guard. I I liked how he was like Cary Grant, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, he must hear this yeah. all the time. I, do you think this? Do you think the Empire State Building now is more connected? Like in twenty twenty three, is more connected to Sleepless in Seattle. Or an affair to remember. King Kong, probably. Yeah, yeah I was going to say King Kong. I think it's King Kong, the yeah. answer. Um, Empire State or, uh, Building, I mean, it's iconic. It's a, it's connected probably to something different for everybody. Or M- Empire State of Mind. Yeah, or Empire State of Mind. Back. Um, or that. Uh, Home Alone 2 was 1992. I just checked. So there it was year before this. So. Um, all right. Well, a uh, very nice debut by Laura. I hope that she yep. writes in more. Yeah, uh, 3.14 overall from the listeners. Uh, Megan, why don't you uh, put your final uh, stamp on this? Um, I, you know, I didn't hate this movie. I mean, I think this movie was fine. I enjoyed parts of it. Um, I kind of like Rosie O'Donnell, actually. We didn't really talk about her, but yeah, I thought she, she was pretty funny. She wasn't obnoxious, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. This was, this was like a good time for her career. Mm-hmm. And, uh. And I, I I like Bill Pullman. There were some other good, like, I don't know, Frances Conroy played uh, uh, her, her aunt, maybe? She was at the di- family dinner at the beginning. Uh, and remember she be one she, of my one last things. Okay, because she played mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn's mother in The Aviator, right? Yep. She's also, um, uh, she, she's Ruth Fisher on yes. Six Feet Under on HBO, so yeah. Love hmm. Six Feet Under. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'd give it a three and a half. Yes. It was fine. <laughs> 
I wouldn't mind watching it again. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again. But if I was like bored and it was on TV, I would probably just sit there and watch it. The uh, the mega librarian rule about like four stars, four stars. equals rewatch is like that makes yeah. it so much easier for me uh, rating movies. I feel I'm, like I'm glad I could help. Yeah, I really like that rule. Um, I'm a 3.5 as well. Um, but I think this movie is like very charming. It is uh, third on my trilogy. Um, I Jefferson's Volcano first, then uh, you've got Mel, like just a little bit behind it, and then this movie there's a little bit of a drop off. Um, but I think it's, I mean, I think like there's there's a lot of really charming stuff. It was a really enjoyable watch. I never found myself bored or like wanting to check out of the movie. Um, I didn't find it slow, and I think like Jessica was great. Um, just really, really good character. That's fair. Yeah, I am uh, right around the listener listener average, if not a little lower, but. Um, I think that, you know, I, I came into this pretty sure I was going to give it two and a half stars for being half of a good movie. Um, <laughs> and then through our discussion this evening, as well as uh, talking about the Jessica character played by Gabby Hoffman, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to up my score from a 2.5 to a three um, overall for this film. So I am at a three. Nice. Yeah, I still, I mean... I get that, like, finding one half more enjoyable than the other. Um, I just think you picked the wrong half that was more that's enjoyable. Fair. Hey, that, I mean, that, you know, that's what this podcast is for, is us not agreeing with each other all the time, right? That's true. Yep, yep, for sure. All right. Uh, uh, well, so we already reviewed a... our hero of the movie. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, Megan sorry. didn't get to do hers, so. I mean, I was yeah, going to say that? Cary Grant, just because, you know, there you I like go. Cary Grant. Nice. I do and, appreciate I, I movies that reference classic movies, so. That, I do like this movie references quite a few classic movies. Um, yep. it, it references both Fair to Remember and Dirty Dozen, but I think there was one other movie that it was referencing, that it referenced as well. Um, but I don't know if I have it written down. There was know. something else that got referenced and I didn't write it down. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can say that for one last thing. Um, Brennan, what was our what was our overall average? Because I think I cut uh, you off when you were... 3.285, which will round up to a 3.5. Wow, just so, barely. Just barely. So there you go. Nice. That seems about All right. right. Yeah, um, I mean, it feels about right. I'm not mm-hmm. mad about it. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, it's no. good. Uh, all right, so connections to last week. We talked about Rita Wilson is in this movie, yep. the radio, um, the uh, Christmas the Christmas setting, at least for part of it. Yep. Um, we have a uh, diner as well. We have a diner mm-hmm. in the last movie. We have a diner a couple of yep. times. Uh, I picked up one other thing that was a connection to last week that I don't know if you picked up, Brendan. Or oh, I mean, we had the whole, like I said, the whole relationship between the father and the son and him getting mad mm-hmm. at him and yelling at him uh, with the Christmas presents. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, hit me, Zach. What, what... All right. Um, well, did you catch the name of Jonah's teddy bear? Oh, Howard. Howard. Yeah, yeah. Howard. Yeah. Howard, and yeah. that was the name of Arnold's character in the last movie. Good and point. also, uh, cool. you know, connected to the aviator um, from last year. There you go. So, nice. Um, Along with Francis. Right. Well, I don't know yep. where to go with the title connection, though. I really don't have one. Uh, Jingle all the Hanks. <laughs> but shouldn't it be Jingle all the Rita? Sleepless uh, all the way? Yeah, oh, because there's traveling. There's traveling in this. There's lots of traveling. There's lots of traveling. I like sleepless. Um, I feel like we need to work like Rita into this, though. Um, I don't think we do. Rita all the way. Rita all the way. That sounds lewd. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And Rita Wilson seems like a very nice woman. So, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. So, Wilson all the way. The title connection is the title connection is Rita Wilson, but son is all capitalized. 
Rita Wilson. Like he's not her son. No, but the movies that son is the connection between the two movies. Give me back my son. You know, like you got the son in both movies. I think that's better than anything else we've come up with. Sleepless All the Way was way better. Sleepless All the Way makes no sense. Sleepless All the Way is great. What are you talking about? It's great. Brendan, I'm going to write this out in the doc and you can see how it looks. No, I I get it. We understand. We just think it's silly. Do whatever you want. It's your podcast. Well, that's our podcast. It's your podcast, mine. too, I think. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> it just looks um, stupid written out that way. It looks stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 people are going to be reading it on the title. It's a title connection. Sure. They're going to be like, reading it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Reading it. Yeah. Um, well, I made myself laugh. <laughs> How about All Rita right. in Seattle? Is that... She's not in Seattle. Yes, yeah, she but goes she to is. Seattle. Not in Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, she's in Chicago. Who cares? (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, Chicago is obviously at the beginning of this film. I didn't do Jingle All the Way. He does start. Yeah, I did write that down. He starts. There you go. Chicago. Stop it. Stop it. Do whatever you want. I don't care Uh, anymore. I'm moving on. The other thing I was thinking is that we have a single father in both movies because we have the single father, uh, the Phil Hartman character. Father all the way? Um, Fathers and sons. Fathers and Will. Fathers, Will, sons. Stop it. Stop (laughs) trying to make Wilson happen. It's not going to happen. All right. We can do Rita all the way and then everybody can say, what the hell does that mean? No, sleepless all the way. Yes, sleepless all the way, please. (laughs) Nobody's going to say, what does that mean? (laughs) Or Jingle in Seattle. Uh, yeah, people are going to be so bad when they <laughs> see this because they already know sleep this all the way I guess it's kind of funny uh, I hate it but whatever <laughs> I'll give it I'll give... <laughs> anyway I had a lot of sugar at work today I just want to say that I'm here I have for no it excuse. I am here um, for this this is unhinged I'm here for it from this year what? Yeah, I, I had quite a few things written down. So obviously we have Somewhere Over the Rainbow in the soundtrack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Wizard of Oz. Sung by Jimmy Durante, right? Yep. That's crazy. Uh, we have Chicago and New York, which are both planes, trains, and automobiles. We have lots mm-hmm. of plane travel back and forth, which has happened. Uh, we have a wedding and engagement. Also Midnight Run, too. And toast. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had uh, a wedding, trying on a wedding dress, an engagement party, and toast. All of which happened in Rachel getting married. Um, what else did I have? Anne Hathaway. Yeah, and uh, Anne Hathaway looking babysitter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. um uh, I have. A... She said. Uh, Meg Ryan's character said she hates flying, which we had in two other movies. Well, she between... said she hates lying. I thought she said she hates flying when she's on the plane. <laughs> no, the, the, woman... the woman next to her thought she said, "I hate you, hate flying." Oh, got it. Well, no, no, anyway. the woman next to her said. Don't you hate flying? And then Meg Ryan said, thought she yeah, said lying. But, That's why. Uh, because totally because she thought she was nervous because she was eating the peanuts got really it. quickly, which, like, if I had a bag of peanuts in front of me, I'd be eating them quickly, too, because they're delicious. Yep. Still trying to think of a title connection, by the way. Um, oh, stop it. Uh, all right. Uh, I, so I, other ones I wrote down. So uh, this, surprisingly, is only our third Hanks movie that we've done. Hmm. Yeah. True. So we did Forrest Gump earlier this year, and then we also had him in Catch Me Up. Catch, Catch me, me if you can would have been a way. decent connection. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the trying to son, like put the pieces Christmas. together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, Frank. Yep. Rob Reiner directed Princess Bride. And he did. He was in this movie. Good job. 
Um, there's a lot of destiny talk, you know, and like, it reminded me of that scene in Benjamin Button where it was like the, um, the one, like where Kate Blanchett's character walks out and she happens to get hit by the car because of like all the cause and effect of things that happen. Um, and also that, like that, like star-crossed lovers in that movie. Um, we had, uh, Barbara Garrick who plays Victoria. She was also in Pollock. Um, I don't know who she was in Pollock. Yep. Um, and then we had a, a new timer to the five timers club. Ooh. Uh, Caroline mm-hmm. Aaron, who I think um, I didn't write down who she plays, but uh, hang on, give me a second and I can pull up Caroline Aaron. Oh, oh yeah, she plays the... Dr. Fieldstone, um, oh. who I don't think we ever see her. We just hear her no, voice. No, just the voice. Yeah. yeah. But she's in the Five Timers Club and the most recent movie that we saw her in was Big Night. Um, nice. Was in that. She's just like her, her role in Big Night is like person eating dinner or something like that like she's just like one is of the people she the lady the at the very beginning of the film who wants the yeah. medium mm-hmm. I yeah, think so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay but she's also in edward scissorhands she's mm-hmm. a working girl big night sleeps in seattle yeah. and mix and she's also mixed nuts but it's like she has like she's hotline caller and mixed nuts in working girl she's uh petty marsh secretary like she has these like small roles in all of these gotcha um that's cool she's also in theater she was in theater camp earlier this year as well nice which we didn't do but no, we did not, but I love theater. Um, all right. And Connections uh, movie map to last year. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have Nora Ephron directing here. She wrote uh, My Blue Heaven um, last yep. year. Uh, also, I was thinking about, um, you know, we uh, Megan Leverand talked about the uh, the uh, aviator connection earlier. I also thought about Romeo and Juliet because they're quote unquote star crossed lovers, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Um, Yep, Megan, what did you get ones. a movie map to last yeah. year? I forgot to get a movie map. I'm sorry. Right. Across right. the universe also. Um, uh, yeah, so mine is our, uh, we almost did it exactly a year ago, but it was a year and one week ago, and that is The Family Man, because I think Again. Meg Ryan and <laughs> Leone, like, they mm. say on The Ringer, like, market corrected. I feel like you could say like, Leone market corrected uh, Meg Ryan, maybe. I don't know if that's There's right. something there. Yeah, they're similar. But, like, there's also stuff in the airport in that movie takes place at Christmas mm-hmm. and it's about like, like the what ifs of romance. Yeah. So. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, all right. Well, uh, one last thing. Right. Uh, do you mind if I go first? Cause I already sure. have one of mine taken. Um, I'm in the middle of watching six feet under. So I had mm-hmm. the, uh, Ruth Fisher being in this film from six feet, the matriarch of six feet under, um, being in this, being in this film. Um, the other one I wanted to note though, is, uh, Dr. Marsha Fieldstone also lends her name to a current TV show. And that is Dr. Sharon Fieldstone from Ted Lasso was mm. named after Dr. Fieldstone in this movie. Huh. So there you go. Cool. And that's why you referred to her as Dr. Sharon earlier. That's why I referred to her as Dr. Sharon in our chat earlier, and I messed up and mm-hmm. was trying to, like, not give away that it was my long last thing of what my long <laughs> last thing was. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sharon Fieldstone and Ted Lasso is named after the Dr. Fieldstone in this film. So there mm-hmm. you go. Because yep. uh, Ted Lasso has a lot of rom-com tropes and callbacks and Easter eggs that it plays with on that show. So there you go. Nice. That's my one last thing. Megan, you have one last thing? Uh, well, I thought, um, yes, I thought maybe there were some like stealthy references to some other Cary Grant movies. I don't know if this was intentional, but there's a movie called Houseboat where Cary Grant and he's a single father and he and his kids live on a houseboat. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Mr. Blandings builds his dream house where he's, I mean, because Tom Hanks plays an architect. Mm-hmm. And, there, you know, there's that scene where he's with that woman who's trying to get them to redesign the kitchen or whatever. And it just yeah. reminded me a little bit of Mr. Blandings. So I don't know. I Googled to see, like, if these were, you know, I look, I read the IMDb trivia and stuff to see if this was intentional. But I didn't see anything about it. But yeah. to me, I was like, oh. Yeah. Maybe I mean, some Tom other Cary Grant references. Is, Tom Hanks is sort of a modern day Cary Grant to a degree. No, like, you know who I think is the modern Cary Grant is John Hamm. I think that's interesting. That's Same kind of like rugged, you know, manliness, yeah. looks good in a suit, kind of like looks like he needs to so shave John twice Hooper. a day. No, kind of. <laughs> now I'm thinking about if Cary Grant was on this season of Fargo with his. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no spoilers. I haven't watched it. Um, well, you know, speaking of Mr. Blanding's Build the Dream House, that was remade basically into Money Pit starring Tom Oh, Hanks. yeah. I know. There you go. So, yep. Um, all right. Well, my one last thing, and it was something I saw in my notes, and um, I'm kind of surprised we didn't talk about it. Uh, Jonah referring to Victoria as a hoe on I, a radio that show. was really weird. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did he really just say hoe? And then they and then, call her a hoe, like they reference means, it later. Like Meg Ryan says hoe, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, mean, I was wondering if it was good, if like there was a missed scene we missed where his like his what he thinks he's saying is an abbreviation that Jessica made up, uh, like an H O. Uh, he doesn't like mean a... it like the derogatory ho. He means like some sort of abbreviation that she told him about, but we missed that. That's a great like punch up. To the yeah, script. weird though. That, that's like your <laughs> yeah. best punch up to a script ever. Thanks, that, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. uh. Yeah, like uh, like homeowner or something like that, or, or uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, yeah, holdover. She's oh, a holdover. Hold She's a holdover. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh. So, it's, what is our our average for this? Was oh, uh, I was also gonna say other times this movie's come up a lot too. Yep. I forgot to say this. Uh. So it was first suggested off of Mixed Nuts. Um. Jeff suggested it because of the director, Nora Ephron. Uh. Then it was suggested shortly after off of Philadelphia Story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefan suggested it. Rom-com with the city in the name. That's a good. That's a, that's a very good connection. Um, Cary Grant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's and another good Jim connection. Jim Stewart, yeah. who people think mm-hmm. he really is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Tom yeah. Hanks um, modern Jim I Stewart. suggested it off of Private yes. Benjamin. Um, I don't know why, because Nora Ephron didn't make Private Benjamin. Um, right? She write Private Benjamin. I don't. I don't know why I would have suggested this off of Private Benjamin. But did you think Goldie Hawn was Meg Ryan? No, um, <laughs> no, they were, I think they were in a movie together, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I, was Rob Reiner in Private Benjamin? Don't but believe so. No. I, I don't know. We don't, I don't know why I suggested it. Uh, off of the notebook, Sarah suggested it. Makes sense. And then last week, Olin suggested it off of Jingle All the Way. There you go. Read it all the way. Sleep us all the way. <laughs> all right. Well, Do whatever you want. It's your podcast. I don't that's care. That's my weird word. This is my last year. Just don't make it Rita all the way because that sounds too. We're not gonna. We're gonna do sleeps all the way. It's fine. It's it's it's, it is written. It it shall be done. And uh, not our best title connection, but we're gonna pick our best movie for movie number fifty-two on the year. We're gonna close out season four of the Movie Ladder Podcast with what we pick next. No pressure. Um. So it's a little different next week, right? So next week, you can suggest anything that's been suggested throughout this year. The easiest way to do it is you can either go to Letterboxd and look at the watch list and go back um, 
I don't know what page you should go or back just, to on our watch or list. Or just look through your own suggestions that you Yeah, or look through your own suggestions. And... The yeah. idea is to, I mean, if you get something that was suggested, not this year, it's not the end of the world, but try to pick something that was suggested this right. year. Um, go back through your suggestions. Yeah. Yes, for our first movie of 2024, I will be going through Brendan's suggestions. Brendan will be yep. going through my suggestions. Yep, that way we're and, not repeating anything. Yes, it does not have to connect to the movie from next week, but it's a bonus if it does. It's a bonus um, if it does, and it's... It does not have to. Yeah. Yeah, we try to do something like, you know, try to do something worthwhile of our premiere, right? Like this year we did Top Gun Maverick. Um, yep. The year before we did Michael Collins. So the year before that there we did Young Frankenstein, and then our first movie was um, Fargo. First movie ever beat Fargo is still pretty great. That's a great pick, yeah. All right. But for now we're just picking a movie that somehow connects to this. So then once you once you do pick that movie, send in your feedback at Ladder Movie on Twitter and Instagram, movieladder at gmail.com. And let's pick what we're going to pick for next week. Let's see what we're going to pick for next week. Ian Rosenblum, who's never written in before, but this was from this discussion in the 32 Fans Movies group. He said, Sleepless in Seattle has Victor Garber in it, who also stars in Legally Blonde. You should watch that next. And so I, there you I go. forgot he was that in that. Next. Yeah. I, like I mean, Blonde. Legally Blonde is freaking awesome. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know Owen's a huge fan of Legally Blonde. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Jenny, the music teacher. From here, there are four blatantly obvious movies that connect. Joe versus the Volcano. Yep. Meg and Tom's first silly story together. I like this one better because Meg gets to play multiple people. Yes, it is a there great movie. Um, I don't think we're probably going to do it since I've already done a podcast on it. But if you look up Digesting Cinema, which was my brother's short-lived, I mean, did it for a year, uh, movie podcast, I was the guest on their Joe versus the Volcano episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got mail. Another story of those two being star-crossed lovers. Mm-hmm. When Harry met Sally, Meg and Billy Krista with a hilarious supporting cast in a movie with a similar feel. Also, um, Rob Reiner. The yeah, Rob yeah. Reiner connection is big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nora Ephron wrote that movie. Correct. So, yeah, they yeah, it's a Yep. And then an affair to remember. I mean, it's a first sure. come on. The perfect ladder fit. There you go. Climb the mm-hmm. ladder up to the top of the Empire Strike State Building and uh watch an affair <laughs> yeah. to remember. I guess I, I guess Empire Strikes Back is a connection to this movie as well, just for Empire. And I keep saying Empire Strikes Back instead of Empire. State I think Empire. it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Fathers yeah, and sons. That's true. That's that's true. Yeah. Right. Nobody uh, loses an uh, arm in Sleepless in Seattle, though. At least, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, the way Walter is going with his allergies, who knows? Oh, man. Walter. Or Walter. Uh, all right. Ron has The Machinist. Very sleepless. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very, okay. Very Damn, Ron just went dark. <laughs> I didn't think about doing anything with, like, insomnia as a... Uh, no. I mean, we did Insomnia once upon a time. No, like, movies about Insomnia, not <laughs> the movie of Insomnia, yes. And then he's also got You've Got Mail, 90s rom-com, communicated over non-present medium, st- uh, starring Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, also directed by Nora Ephron. The Christmas scene in You've Got Mail? I don't remember if there's ever... There, isn't it? I feel like... is Aren't they is decorating the bookstores for Christmas? I feel like there is Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um... And then his last one, The Boat That Rocked, slash Pirate Radio, because it's got a couple different titles. Yeah, it's a different radio broadcast. A really fun movie. Watched it earlier this year, uh, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a little hard. It can be a little hard to find. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I like that movie. All right. Olin, I'm surprised he's suggesting this one, because I saw he just logged on Letterboxd and hated it. Uh, mm-hmm. Love Actually. Liam Neeson starts with this seasonal stars the seasonal film by bear starts his this seasonal film. He's right. By burying his wife, has to raise a son. They have some adventures through a very lax airport security where new love will be found. Um, it's true. 
Ed Will and New Love defound. Um, yeah, that's that's a good connection. Mm-hmm. And also, there's lots of <laughs> lots of very creepy rom com stuff in that movie. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I, there. I, I think Jezebel used to run a piece every year about did, yeah. this is how we ruin love actually for you kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's fair. It's yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, to me, this podcast is perfect. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all I'm taking one off of my list: Bill Pullman in the '90s rom com while you were sleeping. Yeah, is, that was on my list too. Damn yeah, it. Sleeping in the title. <laughs> yep. Also, uh, TV dads starring both. We have Victor Garber in this one, and we have um, Seth Cohen's dad. Oh yeah, Peter in, Gallagher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Peter Gallagher yeah, yeah. is in sleeping while you were and, sleeping. But Bill Pullman gets to be the romantic hero in in while you were sleeping, right? Oh, he's, I mean, he's arguably the romantic hero in Sleeps in Seattle too. You I suppose. Yeah, and then uh, Owen helping us out with that. Remember when I said there was another movie that was oh, referenced yeah. in Seattle and we can't remember what it was? It was Fatal Attraction. Didn't you see oh, Fatal yeah. Attraction? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, we should have. I did. Owen says, seems not too far off with how Annie and Sam relationship will play out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't have a bunny. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Alex L says, another Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie that I've been interested in since seeing Zach mention it a while back, Joe versus the Volcano. Well, you should watch it and then find that podcast. And if anybody needs it, they can, uh, I'll tweet the link or something. I'll find, I'll look for the link, but there is a podcast about that already. Another Bill Pullman nineties movie, Lost Highway. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, that would be a bit of a tonal shift. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch. I feel like he's looking for love in that movie, but I don't remember it that well. I actually have not seen that movie. I had the soundtrack. And then uh, another movie with someone traveling long distances to find a person they believe may be their true love. Nathan For You episode, Finding Francis. It is a feature-length episode of Nathan For You. It's the series finale of Nathan mm-hmm. For You. You're going to make me watch Nathan For You? Uh, I, I mean, do love Nathan For You, but um, it's, I don't know if it'd be good. Uh, I think if you were going to ladder to a TV show, you'd have to do Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> Not I watching Frasier, but All I'm right. good. I-, I love Frasier, but anyway, I guess it's just yeah. me. All right, Jim Crumley, while I remember, uh, well, I'd rather watch The Dirty Dozen, it'd be mm-hmm. hard to find a tighter connection than an affair to remember. Fair. Um, uh, did, did any of you cry at the end of Dirty Dozen? Um, no. No. Good I do love The Dirty Dozen, though. Yeah. Uh, one connection that may be almost as good as Meg Ryan's more famous romantic comedy, When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie also has a New Year's Eve scene and was written by Nora Ephron when Rob Reiner was directing, plus 11 other crew and soundtrack connections. Yep, it's a big connection. Yeah. I really, I, I like how Jim always writes in how many people there are that worked yeah, on both movies. I think there's I, a feature on IMDb. It, it, where it can, is. Yeah, you put the two. Yeah. It's, I've never used it because I like it. Oh, I use that feature like sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I always enjoy it. And sometimes it'll be like 50 people. And it's like, holy crap, really? Yeah. 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 Letterboxd really should add. I mean, it's, it's, it makes me have to find more organic connections to movies, but I do think that's a feature Letterboxd should have um, mm-hmm. to compare movies. All right. Uh, my brother Aaron, he has not seen Sleeps in Seattle. He said, is that the one with the radio? And I said, yeah. I'm like, it, he goes, it's not as good as Joe versus the volcano, I'm assuming. I'm like, nope, it's not. Um, <laughs> but he said his suggestions were malignant because it takes place in Seattle and the fog because it's got a radio station in it. Like significant mm-hmm. radio. Which one is the fog? Is that the is that the one Carpenter, with um, That's the Carpenter with, one where they're in a creepy town and the fog rolls in. And, okay. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Which, but it's okay, it But is like that the after. one Is there a remake with is Yeah. They did Cuz I get it mixed up with The Mist. Yeah, which is also similar. Right? But is which um, one is the Stephen the King one? That's with the Tom, Mist. That's Stephen okay. King is The Mist. So the yeah. remake of The Fog has my celebrity crush Tom Welling, I think. Yep, and is. I should watch that because I really love him. 
The Mist is uh, my brother and I went to that movie when it first came out. And we both hated it so much. Well, I've heard it's, it's like one of those movies. We, yeah, it's one of those movies we've like always talked about. It's so bad. And he recently rewatched it. He's like, well, maybe there's like camp that mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate. And he I mean, it's still very bad. Tom Welling is in it. So no, you know. The Mist, not The, the Mist. Oh, no, The Mist was bad. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. There's some people who think the ending is like incredibly moving. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, over the top to, ridiculous but camp yeah, maybe no. actually that's not a bad yeah day. but it's like just because it's camp doesn't make it good um, no, that's fair. all right and stefan has his suggestions he has serendipity rom-com oh yeah i thought of that christmas too, yeah. where mm-hmm. spoiler the main characters meet at the end yeah i don't know if that's well, really they meet at the beginning too but yeah okay uh, you've I, got I mail i really like that movie but i like john cusack it. yeah i've never seen it uh you've got mail and then polar express for hanks nice that's i don't know that's too weird it's yeah, like that lifelike CGI. Yeah, I don't uncanny like uncanny and everything. Yeah, uncanny Valley, yeah, exactly. uncanny Valley, exactly. Yep. But serendipity is fun. So the the so what we were saying before about how in a rom com the two leads often have like other partners. Mm. The one the ones in serendipity, or at least Kate Beckinsale's boyfriend, is played by John Corbett. Oh. He's very he's very funny. He's like totally ridiculous. So I, I like serendipity and I think it's I think it's Christmassy. It's definitely winter in New York. Hmm. So yeah. That's pretty good. I almost put it on my list. I did not. So All right. well you get to go first. Tell us what's on your list. Oh, okay. Well, my list, okay. So we talked about now and then earlier. I did put that on my list because, you know, Rosie O'Donnell and Gabby Hoffman, Rita mm-hmm. and Rita Wilson, and I think one of them has uh, one of the girls has lost a parent. Mm-hmm. So it's about dealing with loss. And it is, you know, this is this movie, I think, is about, like, Sleepless in Seattle is about, like, chick flicks. And I think Now and Then is, like, a total chick flick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's I like that line where they're talking about an affair to remember. And they're like, men never get this movie. And I, <laughs> I thought there's a few um, <laughs> movies like that. that I, anyway. So uh, you, want us, you want us to talk about it so we can not get it? Well, you might like it. I mean, yeah. Christina Ricci's in it. It's a good time. I, like I remember I like thinking it. I, I remember thinking it looked good when it came out. Like I remember seeing mm-hmm. the poster at the video store. I think yeah. it looked interesting, and I never. And it's got it, such a unique premise of like, yeah, yeah, these friends reuniting and reminiscing on their childhood selves. Like it's yeah. like it's the chick mm-hmm. version of like it. Oh, okay. Sure. I was thinking like <laughs> without I was the thinking horror, like without lost, the horror. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the but it, it's such it. a it's such a girl movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, get my... now and later's to eat what we're talking about now and then, oh, which yeah. might not make for good podcasting. Probably not. <laughs> That's no. like a renap that's idea. That's a renap like, idea. Yeah. <laughs> like eat now and later's when you're talking about now and then. I feel like that's come up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All, right. All right. What else you got? Uh, the Holiday. So that's another rom-com that involves classic movie references and a widower, because I think Jude Law's character is a widower in that. I believe that there's a cast connection to that movie, too. Is there? Maybe. Yeah. I didn't yeah, catch I it, it if there is. Really that's also Christmas, was, right? I think yep. it's the, uh, I I kind of like that movie. I mean, I like Jack Black. Mm-hmm. It's also that's Nancy Myers, and I feel like Nancy yes. Myers is like the other side. Like there's like Nora Ephron and yeah. Nancy Myers, like the very two, similar like, big rom com writer directors. Mm-hmm. Um, Nancy Myers, who wrote Private Benjamin, and that might have been why I suggested it way back mm-hmm. in the day. Yep. Well, anyways, I enjoyed the holiday. And then let's see. Okay. Well, I had while you were sleeping, but somebody took that off my list. So I will replace it with um, We Bought a Zoo. Nice. <laughs> because it's about a widower and his kids getting a fresh start. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. 
And I don't know. I just feel like there are so many jokes about that movie. I wouldn't mind actually watching it. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, my last two, I have uh, Titanic because it's a tearjerker. I feel like, you know, sometimes men don't get this movie. And <laughs> they're an affair to remember the two characters meet on a ship. Mm-hmm. And then Victor Garber. Victor Garber yep. obviously is the cast connection to Titanic. So. There you go. Uh, well, you know, Megan, Titanic like... would be a grand finale. It would. It would, it would. And uh, you'd have to do double duty because you'd have to come back next week. That's right. Well, you know, I can make myself available to watch Titanic. <laughs> and, and you and and maybe Alex Chester, although that's yes. not controversial because there was a fight over who, if us or 32 fans gets the Chester Titanic podcast mm. for some reason. Mm-mm. And then my final suggestion is signs because, again, it's about a widower with kids mm. and they are looking for signs from the universe. Yep. And they had there's like communication through the ether, you know, like radio. Don't they have a radio at one point? And they pick they all like join hands and the radio like picks up a signal or something. Anyway, something like that. Yes, I love that movie, and uh, I thought that was a good connection. Nice. And I think I think that was five. Yep, there you go. Nice. All right, uh, next one. First one I want to get to mention is uh, Tom Hanks and Bill Pullman starring in the same movie where they both have complicated feelings for a blonde character. This one played by Gina Davis, A League of Their Own. Yes, oh. and uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell was also in that film. Yep. yep. That was the other thing I meant to mention. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't own. didn't Nora Ephron write an early of their own? I kind of think so. I it think might that, be. And then Penny Marshall directed. Yeah. Oh no, it's, no, it's oh, just Penny, okay, maybe. Penny, Penny Marshall. Marshall I would also throw up there with Nancy Myers, Nora Ephron, and Penny right, Marshall. Right, right. Yep, um no, League of Their Own is my first pick. Second pick, uh the opening song of this movie is As Time Goes By from mm-hmm. Casablanca. Yeah. It's yes. about star-crossed lovers who meet, and there's another person in the picture, and things get really complicated. Casablanca, throw it on the list. That'd be a hell of a way to end the year. I think that yeah. didn't didn't um, Sam and his wife, when they're talking about like the thing they always said to her, to each other, and she thought it was here's looking at you, kid, but it was a different line. Um, he says here's looking at you, and then she says something else, and then he says the she says the correct thing. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, like um, Casablanca is on the yep yeah another movie that's referenced in yep. Seattle. um tom hanks is separated from his family by a great distance this time as he's trying to make it to the moon in apollo 13 again yes yep. nice uh a movie set in seattle with a lot of complicated relationships singles yeah i thought oh. about that too must be what year was that must be about the same about the same time yeah yeah uh, i think it was 92 yeah. And then um, Rob Reiner directs a widower who finds love in an unexpected place as he's president of the United States and American president. Nice. Starring Michael Douglas. And Annette Benning, who and Annette starred Benning. in the remake of An Affair to Remember. There you go. Uh, that's my five. So there you go. Are you just going to do five? I'm yeah. only going to do five since we have so many listener suggestions this week. Yeah, um, there's a lot of crossover. Even a little tighter. Uh, singles also, you're right. That was 92. Good job. Thank you. Um, all right. Um, oh, and also, uh, I had a league of their own on mine, and I also wrote on baseball as a connection because there's so much talk about baseball. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yep. All, that. all right. Well, a lot have been taken off. Uh, while you were sleeping, you've got mail. Fair to remember. Now and then, Titanic and a league of their own all were on my list, but I have more. Um, I will do both of the Hugh Grant movies that were on my list. One is about a boy where mm. a man. What's, what's the name of the movie? Ah, uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. and yeah, he goes. 
doesn't he go to a support group for like single mothers or something? That's it, right? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. But it's, um, what's his face? Who's now like a big star is the. But the about boy. a boy, um, Seattle connection because it's named after a Nirvana song. Well, sort of oh, true. about a yeah, girl. It's about a girl. But, yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, what is that guy's name? The, um, he plays Beast in the X-Men movies. Nicholas Holt. Oh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's the kid. kid. Yeah. It blew my mind when I realized that was the same guy. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Grant, this time, uh, this we talked a lot about parasocial relationships. Uh, so Notting Hill. Yeah. Mm, he falls oh, over the actress played by Julia uh, yeah. Roberts. Yeah. Julia Roberts, which I just watched Sleeping with the Enemy, which probably mm. could have come up with the word sleep in the title. Um, also just saw her in uh, 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 Leave the World the, the one. Leave the world behind. Thank you. All right. So those two. A uh, movie I recently talked about on this podcast. Tom Hanks is in it. He plays a widower, but the older widower. Uh, that is A Man Called Otto. Mm-hmm. Movie, see if it makes me cry the second time or just the first time. Um, came up a bunch on this podcast. Big. Right? Nobody suggested big. Not yet. No. Right? Okay. Yep. I know it came up. I just couldn't. Right. That's, uh, you got one more? Uh, I'm going to do two more. Um, next right. one is Hanging Up. Yeah. Efron, I think, wrote Hanging Up. It's got Meg Ryan in it. I think it's got some of the cast connections, too. Okay. It's, about, it's about sisters who, I don't know if they don't hang up the phone or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, have two, I have two Tom Hanks. Uh, I'm going to pick one of the two Tom Hanks and a son movies. Um, and I will do the one that's probably better. I'm going to do Road to Perdition and leave Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close on my honorable mentions I list. I almost suggested that because Tom Hanks in a tall building in New York, and I was like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. but people hate that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, other movies I had on my list, I had Dark Waters because it has Victor Garber and Bill Pullman in it. Um, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's true. And hate cool. Todd Haynes. Yep. Yeah, and Todd Haynes. Uh, uh, in, the, had, in the cut because of Meg Ryan. I had no, misery because of the, the I have misery because of the parasocial relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes really, really bad. Um, a female stalker character too. Yeah. Uh, Rob Reiner directed A Few Good Men, but the connections aren't strong enough. You can't handle um, that connection. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia because it's a Tom Hanks yeah. movie. Same year. City, obviously. Yeah, city. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Kramer versus yeah. Kramer I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, Audition. Is all oh, about no. a widower <laughs> trying to audition a new spouse. Ugh, uh, I hated that well. movie so much. I Brenna's been trying to audition. Get me to watch that. Yeah, that's one of those it. movies that I'm like, are people joking when they say this is good? Because it's this, so good. I thought it was terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. Asteroid City is on my list because Tom Hanks goes from father to grandfather, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Schwartzman's character is a widower in that one. Um, and then Kate and Leopold for the Meg Ryan. That's everything. I've oh heard. yeah, oh yes. Kate and Leopold. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I also I also had Fifty Shades of Grey because I I looked it up for movies that take place in Seattle and that came. Oh out. yeah, that's um, true. But yeah. that's because <laughs> it's, it's Twilight fanfic, you know. Yeah. Okay. I actually just watched Fifty Shades of Grey, and you know it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I think it was okay. intentionally funny in some parts. <laughs> that's good. And then the last one that I was going to suggest if it was streamable, but it is not. That's Disney's Wish that just came up out. Uh, uh, Victor Garber is in that, and it's about a child who makes a wish. There you go. Oh. All right. Brennan, who we got? Let's pick our last movie and get oh, out of boy. here. boy. Last movie of the year. So much pressure. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Legally Blonde, Joe versus the Volcano. You've got Mail, When Harry Met Sally, An Affair to Remember, The Machinist, You've got Mail Again, The Boat That Rocked, a.k.a. Pirate Radio, Love Actually, While You Were Sleeping, Fatal Attraction, 
Joe versus the Volcano again, Lost Highway, Nathan for you, Finding Francis, and Fair to Remember Again, When Harry Met Sally, Malignant, The Fog, Serendipity, You've Got More Mail, Polar <laughs> Express, New, Now and Then, The Holiday, We Bought a Zoo, Titanic, Signs, A League of Their Own, Casablanca, Apollo 13, Singles, American President, About a Boy, Notting Hill, A Man Called Otto, Big, Hanging Up, and Road Perdition. Zach, you get to go first. Are we doing just one overall pick, or are we doing a pick from the listeners and a pick from one of us? It's our last movie. Why don't we get a Why don't we get a wide variety? Do a twofer. Okay, yeah. go for it. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll do one. Harry Met Sally. I think that's, that's a good one. Uh, it's an epic romantic comedy. It spans over many years. It's got the New Year's Eve scene, scene which is nice and timely. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, from the listener list, I will pick. What am I going to pick from the listener list? I have actually never seen While You Were Sleeping, and I like the oh, right. Bill Pullman thing. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with While You Were Sleeping. Um, I like the I like the reverse Bill Pullman idea. So the reverse Pullman. We can make that our title connection. <laughs> it's a pushman. Yeah. A pushman. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Good. Uh, okay. Right, well, to- I'm from the listeners. List. I'm going to take Serendipity just because I do go. like that one. Nice. Yeah. Wow, and if I remember, it goes unpicked. Well, um, uh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Eh. I mean, you can watch Sleekless <laughs> in Seattle and basically get a fair to remember, if you like. Um, that's true. We did. At least that's how I felt after watching it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, All right. I get to pick off of your list. Yeah. And either mine or Megan's. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we talked so much about now and then. I've never seen it. I've been wanting to see it since I was young. Um, and now okay. I'm old, which is what that movie is. <laughs> now you're old. Yeah, that, that's right. That's old. true. Uh, yeah. Who, who's yeah. playing the younger version of you? That's what we got to find uh, out. Yeah. I also think like the, I mean, and I probably could save this for like when we get to picking, but I think like the time element of that is kind of nice to do like end of year, like looking back and looking forward. I think there's like some cool, nice, yeah. like there's some nice like serendipity about picking that movie. Oh, uh, but there'd serendipity, be serendipity huh? about picking serendipity too. The truth. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stick with sort of the vibe of what everybody's been picking so far. I've never seen about a boy. I'd like to, I'm going to go with about a boy. I really, I realized I screwed up and should have picked Titanic, um, but that's okay. <gasps> wah, 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 wah. Now, now Megan can't pick Titanic. I can't pick I Titanic. Like, yeah. But she can um, pick What a missed moment. Yeah. Uh, no, Someday uh, we will do the Titanic podcast, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> um, what did you, oh, you just said Casablanca. I could pick Casablanca. Mm, do I want to pick that? I think I'm going to pick A League of Their Own. Nice. I have not seen that in a long time. There's no crying when you finish the last episode of the year. No. Indeed. All right. Well, we have six movies to pick from. Wow. Uh, all, all and none of them well, are Titanic. Yeah. Uh, or, or Casablanca or An Affair to Remember. Um, or You've Got Mail, which, you know, sets shut out. Seems uh, like it would have been the chalk pick, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so our final six. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, While You Were Sleeping, Serendipity, Now and Then, About a Boy, and a League of Their Own. How does All right, everyone... let's do streaming first. That might help reduce yeah, this Yeah, this is definitely going to help. I think When Harry Met Sally has to be streaming, probably 
on Max, I would say. Uh, you would think. Uh, no, it's on uh, FUBU or Showtime, but it's a Showtime only for Apple, so I don't know if that's... Oh, so maybe not even for Paramount. Wow. Okay. Yeah. In Canada, um, it's not even available to rent. You can only buy it. So That's a crap. You okay. can rent it. You can get it from your library, but you can rent it. It's a little, it's a little pricey. All right, so that one. All right. Uh, so next is why you're sleeping. Yeah. Uh, come on, Paramount. I'm gonna guess Paramount. Nope. Surprisingly, that's on Disney Plus. I don't know if that's part of the like Hulu stuff moving to Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, it could be. It's also on Disney Plus Canada. Yep. Because they they're starting to combine Disney Plus and Hulu now. Yeah. Um, and the Fox stuff and all that. Yeah. All right. Serendipity is streaming as well. Uh, Netflix. Max. Nice. And I don't know where it is in Canada. I'm checking right now. Okay. Uh, now and uh, then oh, feels like a it's Disney on Crave. Movie. Nice. Crave. All right. So yeah. The Crave sounds nice. Uh, now and then is on Tubi with ads or it is rentable. Okay. Now and then is on Crave Stars. So it's an add-on oh. for Crave, but I don't have it. But I could get it if I had to. But I have a free trial of Crave right now. There we go. About a boy. Uh, about a boy. Uh, I'm going to guess it's uh, not streaming. It's on Stars. Um, oh, starts three hundred and okay, great. Yeah, and then a league of and, their own, a league of their own should be on Amazon Prime, but they may have taken it off when they canceled the show. It's on AMC Plus or rentable. We were just talking so about still the AMC, AMC Plus, Plus from watching yeah. Sleeps in Seattle. Yeah, well, I don't think that any of that really helped us make up our minds too much. Um, nothing really I mean, jumped out at me. Uh, yeah. Um, I think. How you feeling? I, I think we're between now uh, now and then, serendipity, okay. or while you were sleeping. Okay, so the middle three. I think, yeah, I mean, I think when Harry Met Sally makes sense, but it's also like, I don't know if when Harry Met Sally is bringing much that we didn't just talk about. That we, um, with, especially with relationships and the weirdness. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, a league of their own feels really fun, but I think we'll get there. Although, you know, there's a significant child in that as well. Who's very misbehaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge fan of League of Their Own. You're not a um, League of Their Own fan? Wow. No, okay. I don't know. I, I didn't like grow up watching it very much. Fair um, enough. Okay. I think yeah, all great. of these are like, I don't think any of these are worthy of episode 52. Um, I know. It's kind of weird to end the year on. I almost TV. feel like when Harry Met Sally is more like, I maybe I, we shouldn't have gotten rid of that because it's like an epic love should story. We re, so should we redraft? I don't know. Megan, what do you think? Well, I don't want to have to buy when Harry met Sally. That's so, fair. I mean, so but, do uh, we double back and do <laughs> Casablanca or a fair to remember? Or, or Titanic. Or Titanic. Do or we Titanic. do three of Casablanca? <laughs> the we just do Titanic. <laughs> I do sometimes like to watch Titanic at the end of the year. Last year I watched it on New Year's Eve because it was its an- its 25th anniversary. Are we breaking the- are we breaking format and just all of saying, wait, Titanic got snubbed. Like, Titanic is like the... Uh, Scrap the whole thing and just do Titanic. Yeah. Titanic is like the Alabama. Sure. And it's just like, oh, it's not deserving, but we're going to put it in because it's Titanic. Um, <laughs> what do you mean it's not deserving? <laughs> well, like, it wasn't picked by any... Like, oh, we had six uh, picks, and Titanic was... Well, uh, four picks that could have picked Titanic. and I couldn't nobody pick Titanic. Did. That's fair. <laughs> I think we either do Now and Then or Titanic, which is the first time that <laughs> oh, sentence God, ever that's said. God, very different movies. <laughs> Uh, although there is a younger version and an older version of Rose, that's right? true that's true it's about uh, looking back oh it's God. been 84 years and i can Yikes. still smell the I fresh mean, paint the nice thing about picking titanic is, is that, that it's awesome well that we can schedule right now and make sure that our guest is available we don't have to be like well hopefully megan's available well, you got to get chest the only though. issue is that next the only issue is that next monday is christmas i 
don't know when I'll have time to watch Titanic. Between <laughs> or you can watch it in two parts. You can oh make time. <laughs> yeah, just put after after Mr. After uh, Mr. Andrew says Titanic will founder. That's when you switch the tape to the second yeah. VHS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, just just to look at streamability, Titanic is on Paramount Mountain. Wow, it's also on it's on my dvd shelf too <laughs> and it's rentable. so we're just scrapping the whole ladder yes. doing Titanic. this is like a fun format break we've gone it's, four years okay. of sticky format. okay okay here's here's what i'm gonna say then is that we have to record we'll deal with this later I'm, but we have to record wednesday next week so that i can spend yeah, all right. night watching titanic on tuesday oh when, what day that, wait a minute what day is when that's my birthday wait what a better way do you plan <laughs> on your birthday uh, no, I don't actually. Sometimes I go to the movies. I was just <laughs> looking at the movie, like the I art house theaters. Right. <laughs> One of them has um, the Iron Claw, and I was like, maybe I should go see that. So your birthday. But so I can also watch Titanic. Yeah. yeah, that's my birthday. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last think... year on my, you know what? The day after my birthday last year was the day we did Renapper's Gone Wild. Do you remember that? That's a, that's incredible. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So on my last year on my birthday, I watched Wild Mountain Time. So yeah. Titanic the better. <laughs> For sure. All right, All right. So we're definitely it doing... Is, we, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I, think, I think this is a great plan. I mean, I think this is a great way to, like, just subvert all expectations and end the year like this. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like this. All right. So I just, I just put everything that we picked in red, and I'm putting Titanic in giant letters <laughs> in black. Yes. Titanic on Paramount Mountain. It is a long movie, but you can watch it in two parts. And as Megan, Megan pointed out, the split point, if you want to watch mm-hmm. it like the VHS style... Um, also, you know, James Cameron, James Cameron, pretty in the zeitgeist right now with all of his movies being re-released in theaters, um, over the next couple, or like maybe not in theaters, but I just saw the abyss in theaters and he's releasing stuff on this. I still have, um, I still have on my watch list for this year, the second Avatar movie, because I, one of my goals for the year was to watch all the best picture nominees and I still haven't seen Avatar. That's the last one I haven't seen. So, I liked it. Well, I thought it was pretty I'm, good. I'm going to watch it. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? I was going to say that I used to, I tried proposing to Renap that they watch Titanic, but they break it into two episodes. And so they they end at the VHS split point and then they're like, okay, we'll do part two when it comes up on the wheel. Because I always thought that would be really hilarious, like a cliffhanger, yeah. even though everybody knows what's going to happen. An iceberg hanger. Yeah. But it, because yeah. they, because I always thought Titanic would be a good movie for them to do commentary to. But they were like, it's too long, and it's like, no, not if you break it in two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Fair the enough. ship broke in two. Yeah, anyway. that's a good point. Um, oh boy. All right. Well, you Titan- only have like, uh, you only have what 160 more chances for them to do it or whatever. Um, Is that what they said? I am totally behind. Yeah, I don't know, two years. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's okay. a lot of sleepless pe- people on this boat. <laughs> we're about to talk. Because we're all partying. Well, and also Bill Paxton in Titanic, and I feel like people always confuse Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. Bill in Titanic. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's the he's the dr- he's in... dr- Brock Lovett. He's the James Cameron. <laughs> that's right. That's Titanic. Right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Next week, after all of that, oh thank God. you for sticking with us. We're watching Titanic next <laughs> week. We it's may or may be... not. Epic. We may or may not have Chester. I, this I'm may sure. or may not end the podcast. Tell, tell him it's my birthday, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to celebrate Megan And I really Librarian's want him birthday. to come. We're, yeah. Megan Librarian will be our first back-to-back guest. We've never had a guest on two weeks in a row. The same guest on two weeks That's in a true. row. <laughs> Megan is holding a glass of water right now. Uh, very ominous. It that, does not uh, have ice in it. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ice water right ahead. Anybody want to try to guess what number Leonardo DiCaprio movie this is going to be for us? Six or seven, Eight. right? Inception. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Shutter Island, Titanic, 
Catch me if you can. Um, there's more. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet, Aviator. So that's mm-hmm. seven. And that might be it. Yeah, like and I, and I've been on two of those episodes because, you know, true, I am true, I should true. be your official Leo correspondent. I am curious not to tip my hand too much, but I wonder when Killers of Flower Moon comes on to streaming. Yeah, I think it's available for home rental now, but. Uh, yeah, it's on Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Or not, not, on, on, Apple. not on Apple. On Apple, yeah. yeah. Apple, on right. Apple. I believe it comes out like christmas day on apple tv or something like that interesting yeah. good interesting. thing for people to keep in mind is they're sending in suggestions all right well next week iceberg straight ahead because we're ending the year with titanic oh my god i hope you're about titanic. to play the music goes like boop, 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 boop. Yeah. i mean i'm sorry I i'm a horrible only singer one choice for my <laughs> outro music oh you're right the dance remix yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's the Whoopi Goldberg, I'm a mean old iceberg skit from Mr. Grinch. We got some. I already loaded up some reviews for Sleeps in Seattle, so we can close this podcast out. David Sims says, "Could Holly? Could someone in Hollywood please try to get their act together, and at least try to make something this good now?" Thanks. A blank check did do a Nora Ephron series, so I'm excited to mm-hmm. listen to their Sleeps in Seattle episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean says, "Meg Ryan's hair is the best thing." Yeah, not the I best agree. thing in the movie. The best thing go. of all things. I mean, it, her hair looked really great in this movie. I was like, I yeah, wish my hair looked like that. Um, Cinephile says she could peel an apple in one long curly strip, the whole apple. It's impressive. It's, it is amazing that both <laughs> both uh, women could do that. Sam's Sam's dead yeah. wife and Annie could both do that. It's a sign. Yep. Patrick Willem says poor Bill Pullman deserved better. Wow. Yes. He, yeah. Yeah. Well, and he go. got it in while you were sleeping. So there yeah. you go. Uh, I'm saying we're not going to be able to use Bill Bill Pushman as our title. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was very good. <laughs> and, good night, uh, everybody. 24. No, one more. 24 frames of Nick says Tom Hanks is stalked for an hour and 30 minutes. I think it was more mm-hmm. like an hour and 50. Hour 45. All right. Well, we got a surprise coming up for everybody that uh, will be coming soon. And another surprise. I didn't even talk about that. We have another surprise. We have a big doesn't even know this surprise. I didn't yeah, even a... plug anything. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot to plug. All right, bye, uh, everybody. We've got to do, like, like, what we're looking forward to watching. Okay, what, everybody real quick. What are you looking forward to watching <laughs> no. next week? Uh, the, obviously, that the Iron Claw comes out on Friday. Excited to go see that this weekend, um, hopefully. Um, other than that, uh, Maestro also coming to Netflix this week. Oh, yeah. so, oh is it? So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. What? Okay, never mind. I'll look it up. That's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, coming to Netflix on Friday is Maestro, and then Iron Claw. I don't be looking forward to watching this okay. week. This Besides Friday? Titanic. Uh, yeah. I am looking forward to watching. Um, so for the Criterion Challenge, I have Dick Johnson is Dead for the. I'm um, also gonna watch that. I and think. okay, so my my Criterion list, um, it's you know week 51 and 52, so they're on a line together when you look at them on Letterbox, and yeah. it's all year long. It's 
Dick Johnson is dead next to the seventh seal and the two of them next to each other, the posters <laughs> cracks me up. That's incredible. I love it. I've been yeah, looking forward to this all year. Though. That's hilarious. Jeff <laughs> finally came for Dick Johnson. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to Die Hard on Friday. So I'm nice. looking forward to seeing Die Hard in theaters. And, and there's it's a Christmas movie. Watching, Stop it. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Stop it. Jim Crumley. Yeah. Specifically, who doesn't think it's a Christmas movie. Um, yep. And yes, I don't, did we, and I think people know what to do. Send in, send in your next movie suggestions for anything that's been suggested this year. It does not have to connect off of Titanic. Thank and um, there there's one. Oh, and then we have a couple uh, Christmas presents dropping in the feed soon. One that we're about to record in the next like five minutes. And another that is a Christmas present from me to you that you will get probably on Friday, maybe Saturday. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. And we'll see everybody next week for Titanic. We broke the format so many ways. Our hearts will go on to the next episode.